What is going on, everyone out there in the fucking universe listening to this? I got my good buddy, Matthew Carr, in the house with the fucking Kobe hoodie on. It's looking dope, man. It's looking nice. Thanks, man. I was going to buy me one of those. Um, it, where'd you get that? I actually found it uh, on Amazon. It was, oh, yeah. It was cheap. It was only like 20 bucks. Uh, I got it like right after he died, you right. know? That's uh, what, I think that's when they were popping up. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, two years yesterday, bro. It's sad to see it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Keeping that in mind, just him and Gianna and what they what they stood for, what they did, all that stuff. One hundred percent. Something that we all got to keep in mind and think about. Got to have the Mamba mentality, man. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Absolutely, and you know, well, seven other people. I mean, it's all sad, dude. It's, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it's just uh. Tragic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just sad to see happen and something that was totally unexpected. Yeah, we didn't think would ever happen to uh no to Kobe or you really don't expect it. You really don't expect it. I had that conversation so many times when it happened. Like, you don't really like think about your idols or like you know people that you look up to like dying or passing or anything like that. Like you know, and especially in such a tragic way. I mean, like. Mm -hmm. You think of your, like, your, or just people in general, you know, you think about it, like, you know, oh, aging and shit, you know, getting to that age, like, an older age, you know, mm -hmm. 80s, 90s, whatever, and then, like, they go, and it's like, you know what, they lived a good life and everything like that, but, I mean, Kobe, on one hand, 40 years old still, like, he had so much more to go do, and Gianna, like, 13, like, mm -hmm. that's way too soon. Yeah, and I think it, I think it just goes to show like how much of an impact he would have had later in life. His uh, his motives with the WNBA, his, his thing with pushing younger women's basketball, trying to make it like AAU, trying to yeah. absolutely make opportunity for more athletes other than just NBA players and guys that he knew already. Yeah, uh, he was trying to create a whole new culture and a whole new generation of wealth and talent exactly. and everything. I mean, everything he was doing. Just, just sad to absolutely. sad to happen, and especially sad, yeah. like the the three kids that died. The I know Gianna and both her friends that were I'm, on the helicopter with yeah. them, and their parents too. I mean, Family we talk today. about the Bryants and everything, but there were two other dads on there, the two families. other daughters yeah. that were there, and the amount of impact, and then also the pilot, his I mean, his wife, his family, his kids. I exactly. Mean, there, right there is twenty people impacted plus the you know, millions. 100%. Plus to billions that Kobe impacted himself. It's Absolutely. just Dude, a tragic, see, tragic. You see how everyone reacted to it, and I mean, oh, you yeah. just it just goes to show his impact on the entire world, not just basketball alone, but just everything. And I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you got athletes out there, or just people in general, who like take what he was about, you know, hit the mm -hmm. mama mentality, mm -hmm. and put it into their aspect, not just you know whatever work you're doing. You put that effort into. You oh, know? absolutely. You know, you put that drive into, you know, football or your art or mm -hmm. just whatever platform you're using. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he inspired everybody. I mean, you know, he inspired me. Like, you know, everything that I try to do, you know, with my baking or with, you know, just when I go to the gym, you know, if I'm sitting there lifting weights and, you know, sometimes, you mm -hmm. know, you, you're, not, you're not feeling it. You're not feeling like going in, you know, and, and you know, you're, you're slacking a little and, you know, you just got to sit there and just no nah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lift these weights. I'm gonna yeah, fucking drive. Absolutely, the mama mentality is can be applied to everything. You absolutely. know, I mean, it's just that drive to want to win, to want to be the best, to to want to further yourself and better yourself. And uh, yeah, I think that that 
the application that's been used and not just basketball, but in everyday life. Exactly. You've seen the impact it's had, the murals, the statues, 100%. The, the community outreach in his name, Vanessa Bryant carrying on the, the Bryant Foundation, the, yeah. the Mamba Foundation. Mamba, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, been a long two years. It has. It hasn't seemed like yeah. it's been that long. No, honestly, it, it hasn't seemed like it. And, you know, every every time, you know, you, you stop to think about it for a second, you're just like, man, all this time has passed and it's still kind of hard to believe it. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did, um, I don't know if you saw this. I just saw it uh, last night. Some dude made a statue of, uh, of Kobe and Gianna and put it over there in Calabasas where the mm -hmm. accident happened. Yeah, I did see that actually. Like, and, it, and it actually was one of the statues that I actually liked. There's been a bunch like Peyton yeah. Manning's bust for the Hall of Fame. Garbage. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the, the one of Kobe and Gianna, no, you know, it's, it's almost identical to him. Yeah, and uh, it's, and, dope. And it's, it's the dope. most beautiful tribute. And you know, uh, and again, you know, he put all of the uh, the others in, in yeah, on the absolutely. statue. They inscribed their names and everything like that. So, you know, it just, you know, that mm -hmm. shows some mad love. Oh, Bad love for, for not just Kobe and Gianna, but for the others in that accident. And, you know, you, you got to recognize it. And it's, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that artist definitely deserves his commendation. I don't actually know his name. I, um, I kind of... It's, I can't remember his last name, but I think his, his... Or his first name, I can't remember, but I think his last name is like something Medina. It sounds... Something Medina. Something like that. But um, it's just, you know... I think he's an LA-based artist, so I mean, it just okay. goes to show that Kobe meant so much to the city of LA, and um, what everybody in that in that city alone has uh, done. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I mean, it's just the impact. It just one hundred percent impact. Right, and it it's crazy that uh, that impact has carried on for two years. Yeah, I mean, in his. He was impacting people since he was in high school. I mean, exactly. I mean, the guy you know, spoke what five different languages. Grew up in Italy. He influenced the game in in Europe, in Mexico, exactly in America. Like I mean, one hundred. He he impacted it for so long, and then I think not even just now, two years later. I think this impact is going to continue on for um, a limitless amount of time. Absolutely. I mean, there can be kids growing up today in a world without Kobe and see footage of his game or mm -hmm. just whatever he's done and continue to like be affected by that. Oh, absolutely. And I think uh, a big thing that will be carried on with that will be his shoes. Like Kobe Bryant's shoes are, oh. are uh, absolutely needed in the game of basketball. There's so many absolutely. players that still rep them. DeMar DeRozan, Devin Booker, um, Kevin Durant. I mean, KD typically wears his own shoes, but on special occasions he wears Kobe's and stuff. Yeah. And, I think that just just that in itself will keep basketball world moving uh, exactly. with that Mamba mentality. Uh, and Devin Booker said it the other day in a press conference. He was like, "Stop comparing me to Kobe." He was like, "I live with the Mamba mentality, but I'm not Kobe Bryant. No one will ever be Kobe Bryant again." And I think that's a powerful statement. Absolutely. Because I think reporters always want to make these great comparisons. Is LeBron MJ? Is and is he as good as Kobe? Is he magic or you know? Right. Whoever. I think we do continuously do that comparison and um in in just any sport yeah in a, and, and just and, about and, anything i mean people and, who are coming up always get compared to greats and it's not always fair uh especially when someone not. passes tragically that meant something to to the people that uh they're talking about you know absolutely uh but it's good to have those comparisons because it's something that you can bounce off of and learn from Right. Absolutely. And, and pick differences and pick where you want to be like them and where you don't. And that's 
uh, very important and something to remember two years after he's passed, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, moving aside from Kobe, but mm-hmm. continuing on in the, in the sports topic, you know, mm-hmm. we've got the, the NFL playoffs right now, man. Yeah, and absolutely. What a crazy time this has been. And you know what? And I, I'm glad that we're having this conversation right now mm-hmm. because you're at least, like, I think one of the only other Raiders fans that I know, right, in, in this, in Ohio at least. Oh, in absolutely. Dayton, in Dayton. And, and it's been hard to have this conversation because most of the time that I've had this talk in the past two weeks has gone just, you know, Bengals fans talking to me going, oh, yeah. that game though. And I, you know, I just have to sit here. You know, and it was a good game. It was, it was a good game. It was a and great I, game. And I respect the Bengals. You know that, like, they, and they deserve their time. So I think mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. But that game, dude. Yeah, that game hurt, man. Uh, I mean, I was looking up some some stats uh, earlier, and uh, I think Derek Carr. Uh, there's been a lot of hatred towards him. Oh yeah. Uh, and a lot, a lot of uh, people saying that it's his time to to go. But uh, if you look at his stats, I mean, since he was a rookie, he's, he's been increasing yards every year. He's been increasing uh, efficiency. The That's only a- year he didn't was 2017, which is the year after he broke his tibia. Yeah, I mean, can um, you, you can't really... You can't really, like, put that mm-hmm. into conversation because it was after his, yeah. uh, you know... Injury, yeah, injury. absolutely. And so, you know, I, think, I don't think there's a single year that we don't hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. Is this the end for Derek Carr? Do yeah. the Raiders, you know, what's mm-hmm. the move for the Raiders and the quarterback... I don't think we're giving him enough credit. Yeah, oh, definitely not. Uh, I think that especially this year has shown that with all the trials and tribulations the Raiders went through, losing John Gruden uh, with his uh, emails, how with many the disgusting it, comments and stuff. How many times has it been said this season that the Raiders, no team in the NFL have gone through so much mm-hmm. controversy and just what everything they've gone through this, this season is the most any NFL team has ever gone yeah, I mean, I, I think and that's definitely a for them to come out on the other end and at least make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we didn't win the first game, but we made it there. That shows a pretty good sign of oh, the yeah. team itself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think what we can see, hopefully see in the next coming seasons. Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree. I think that uh, they've got to make... They got to make some moves, though. I mean, we we well, got rid yeah. of uh, Mike Mayock, and they got rid of also. Uh, we don't have a head coach permanently right now. No. I mean, I'm I'm all for uh, giving Rich Bisacci a chance. I'm for it. Um, the Raiders haven't actually had a coach with a record greater than a five oh three since 1983. Yeah, it was Tom Flores, and the last <laughs> time we had a coach that had a record greater than point five five, we won the Super Bowl every time. John Madden, Tom Flores. Twice, and they both had records of like 0.59, and I think that that's going to be absolutely crucial. Um, I think Rich Versace should be given a run, but I think an experienced head coach, someone that uh, has a winning record, someone that is about a winning mentality, but is a player's coach first, which is the thing we've heard about Rich Versace the most is he's not there to coach the game, he's there to coach the players. Right. And I think that more than ever right now is so important. It's, I think it's needed. Mm-hmm. I think it is. And going away from coaches, mm-hmm. have you heard the rumors of uh, Devontae Adams coming? Yeah, dude, absolutely. I saw Derek Carr the other day. Yeah. said, uh, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll I recruit him harder I'll than him I ever car. have. I'll buy him whatever car he wants. Like, it, it, man, buy that man a Tesla truck. Bring him to Vegas. I, I think I think we want to see it. I think oh, we want to see it. Absolutely. I think, that would give us, I think that would give us uh, the most star-studded 
offense, like in the AFC almost. I Absolutely. mean, it'd be it's hard to compete with the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Darren, uh, Travis Kelsey, um, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But uh, we've also got to think next year we've got Richie Incognito coming back. We've got Denzel Good coming back, who both started every game last year. That's right. I think Richie missed one game with an injury, maybe two. I can't remember when his injury happened. Um, but we've got a core going. Andre James played every single offensive snap. Uh, so did, um, oh shoot, I, I just lost the name, Dwayne Brown. He played every snap. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's a good thing moving forward. I think once we figure out that defense, Max Crosby has been an absolute anchor for us. 100%. And then Yannick Ngakwe, he didn't get all the stats this year, but it's impossible without the front four. Absolutely. Impossible. Absolutely. And then I think picking up Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson, I think that those veterans, those guys who know how to beat pass rushers, even against experienced, good offensive linemen, uh, it just increases our defense that much. We just got to get a secondary. Can't lose Damon Arnett anymore. No. no. We can't pick guys. We've got to uh, definitely uh, go with our talent evaluation. We've got to pick a, a GM, someone that picks quality players Absolutely. at every point of the draft. You can't just rely on first-round draft picks to hit because no. it hasn't worked for us. Absolutely. I, I mean, mean, Josh Jacobs, he's the only one out of the last, like, four years that has actually, like, made a big impact. Henry right. Ruggs had the chance. Unfortunate, another tragedy. Uh, yeah. Another I, thing that was super sad to happen and another thing the Raiders had to go through this season. But Another, uh, yeah. But I think the coming up seasons – I think we, we can see some some potential in the future. Yeah, and oh, absolutely. I'm excited to see it, and you know, I'll never I'll never stray. I'm always oh, always yeah. gonna be Raiders. Oh, yeah. Viva Las Vegas, my guy. That's guys. right. That's right. Followed. I followed them through three different cities. Yeah, <laughs> three oh, different yeah. L. A. <laughs> Oakland. Yeah, now we're in I Vegas. Mean, I've been a Raiders fan since. Well, you know, hypothetical. I mean, I was born in. LA with them in LA so yeah. I mean I've been a Raiders fan since yeah I mean I, but, I grew up here in Ohio but uh, my dad was always a Raiders fan yeah, growing up so, so it's been in me since I was like four or five years exactly. old since I could watch football and remember it since I've been uh, I've always loved the, the silver and black the autumn exactly. wind, that mentality of, you gotta of ruthlessness it. and ferocity but also the desire to win it's always you know, been there going um, slightly going off topic mm -hmm. I uh, I remember the Raiders cheerle uh, cheerleaders were the um, the first memory I can have of um, of flirting with a girl. <laughs> and so, look, this this I mean, first of all, the the cojones on me because I was in third grade. I was <laughs> so in what, like eight nine years old. I was about eight nine years old. That's third hilarious. grade, third grade, and um, I I was in the opportunity. I had the opportunity. I was living in California. We my parents we had moved up to Northern California, Monterey Bay. Let's go. Nice. And uh, Monterey. Exactly. And um, they they were they were doing like a tour thing or something like that. My school. It seems weird that like you know an elementary school cheerleaders did like a thing yeah. so that they can meet the cheerleaders of a of an NFL team, but you know. Besides the point, yeah, we were getting our um, these like whatever like you know the uh, the posters of like the of the girls. Yeah, absolutely. They, like, they were the Raiderettes or whatever. The Raiderettes, yeah, yeah. that were getting the, everything, all their signatures and everything. And um, one of them, man, I just I was like, you know what? I'm just I don't know. I don't know what came through me. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I was just I was shooting my shot, man. Like eight nine years old, shoot my shot, and I was just <coughs> like, I was like, you know, I said something like, you know, like, can I get your phone number? I'm like, dude, this is you know. 
This oh, girl's man, easily she, like she probably laughed so. Oh, hard. they all oh. did. They all did. You know, because hilarious. Because I think of it like you know, sweet, innocent, like whatever. Like oh, right. you know. So no, but you were dead serious. I was, like, dead, let, I was like, let me get that like, number. Like nah, like so it was good. Like. <laughs> Oh, that's Look, hilarious. I, oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, yeah she, I, she was like, you know, oh, maybe when you're 18, little man. I'm like, whatever. You ever get her number? You, you, you ever nah, nah, nah. I don't even remember which one it was, honestly. And it's funny because I had that poster. I had the, all their signatures for the longest time. And through one of my moves of um, my parents moving us around so much, mm-hmm. one of them, uh, it, it disappeared magically. Oh, no. And, um, and it finally comes out like about 10 years later. My mom's like, oh, yeah, I threw that away. Oh, I was like, no, bro, bro, oh. how are you going to do me like that? Right, you know? one of your first memories of the team you love. I was like, yeah. Crazy. I, was like, I was like, you know, I got to meet these girls, and, you mm-hmm. know, but it is what it is. And, you know, shout out to whoever that you if you know who... If you remember that story, you know, mm-hmm. slide in the DMs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Slide I mean, up. She's probably got to be like 36 now, but I mean, you know. Shoot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not too far off our age, though. It it's just, all good. It's a yeah. bigger difference when we were in elementary school, of course. It's definitely a bigger deal when yeah. a 19-year-old um, <laughs> cheerleader is talking to a nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely something a little different. But, you know, if she's 36, I'm 26, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's no Go big deal. No one's, yeah. no one's batting an eye. Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> absolutely not. Hopefully, she's more established now. You know, not just. I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's doing other stuff yeah. than just cheerleading. Now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe she's coaching the cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? That you would be. Go nice. back to a game and you see your coaches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd that be wild. Be, that'd be wild. Yeah. You know, that's got to be fun. That's got to be a crazy gig to have. Um, being like an NFL cheerleader, I mean, oh, absolutely. with the Cowboys, I mean, like they probably have like the the biggest known like oh, cheerleading. The cowgirls, yeah, for the sure. cowgirls. I mean, yeah, they've been known forever, and it, it's crazy to think that they just uh, they find these girls everywhere. I mean, there's the Bengals cheerleaders. I feel like half of them go to UC. Yeah, like absolutely. they're just like UC students, and they just, just do it for a little extra money on the side. Just come down. Yeah, uh, they don't get paid much, but they do it because it's fun. They exactly. get to meet players. They get to meet people. It's fun, and have they get time, to be seen you know? on. They get to have fun and be yeah. seen on TV. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you do it? You no, know, go to a couple Shoot. games. Like, yeah. it's a good time. Oh, absolutely. That I would do so it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I would do it. If I had the core strength and the, oh, and the upper sure. body strength of the male cheerleaders absolutely. they have, oh, man. Dude, I used to be okay. friends with a lot of um, male cheerleaders in, um, like, senior year of high school, freshman year of college. And so I would go to their practices and stuff mm-hmm. all the time. And, like, this is over at Wright State. And, like, dude, some of the moves they're doing, man, I'm like, I give mad props to those dudes. Because oh, yeah. the strength they have and the security, the the fact that these girls are putting their faith in these dudes to, like, hold them up, mm-hmm. I got to, like, that's nuts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you see a lot of these, like, moves that they do. I saw a video the other day. This girl, she was, like, standing in front of a dude, and she jumped, and he just lifted her up with one arm, and she did, like, a flip on his arm. And, and he's just steady yeah. the whole way up. And Hold I was on. like... I was like, if she fell, that's easily a seven-foot fall. For like sure. Like, the way his arm was straight up. Straight I was up. like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. she fell, that would hurt so bad. That's, like, easily. But she didn't even look faced. I mean, that's just crazy to it's me. It's nuts. It's nuts. It, it's insane. All right, so continuing about football, talking about Bengals. Mm-hmm. What, what are our predictions this weekend? What do you man, think? Man, man, that's that's tough. I mean, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr. Yep. You know, I mean, Joe. you got you got to uh, definitely hope that they can beat the Chiefs because, you know, I can't stand the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I mean, 100%. They've been our rivals since we've been in the league, you know, since the merger, AFL, NFL. Um, I mean, I hope the Bengals do well. Yeah. I, I don't really uh, 
think that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I think that if the Rams beat the Niners, I think the Rams won it all. I don't think there's a team that can beat them. I think but the Niners, they're, Kyle Shanahan's a, Sean McVay's kryptonite. I mean, he is. It's been it, shown again and again and again. That's true. That's um, true. But I think, the, I think the Bengals have a really good chance. Jamar Chase had a stellar year. That shit was crazy. Joe Mixon had a great year. Joe Burrow had a great year. Um, I think... I think what I want to see, man. I think what we what we could possibly see this year is a is a Rams, is a Rams Bengals Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely! If the Rams can get through the Niners, because mm-hmm. you know, again, L.A. So I got to root for the Rams. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to show my love and everything like that. But I, the Niners are gonna be tough. Yeah, I, I I don't like you just said. I mean, it's he's Sean McVay's uh, kryptonite. So I mean, you know, he's just. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, growing up in Ohio, but I, I lived in California for a little bit. Right, so I right. definitely would say I'm rooting for the Rams right now. For sure. Um, the Niners, you know, they were just also a rival with the Raiders for a while when we were both in the Bay, San Francisco and Oakland, you know. You couldn't really support them at all because nah. you're on the other side of the Bay, you know. Um, but I think that it's going to come down to that Chiefs defense. I think it really does. They've been playing their hearts out um, all year. I Absolutely. mean, they had a rough first seven games, but they picked it up hard. Um, I think Andy Reid's got that figured out, and I think as long as he can stop that, that airmail yeah. from Joe Burrow, then they'll be fine. That secondary, Tyron Matthews, really got to step it up, and he's and he has been. He has been all year. He's proven that he's still one of the best safeties in the league. Um, I think it would be awesome to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl, though. Bengals and Rams, nice. like It'd hometown nice. team versus the team, another yeah. team I support, you know. Uh, definitely uh, would be fun. Plus, OBJ deserves that. 100%. Uh, I mean... I mean... Go ahead. OBJ, I mean, you just can't go... Uh, I think it's I mean, it's funny for him to go from, from the Browns to mm-hmm. the Bengals and, you know, just kind of blow up, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. We were seeing him over up in Cleveland, and, you know, a lot of people were saying it's his time. And I think that just goes to show how good Joe Burrow is as a QB. Rams. Matthew Stafford. Oh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, with OBJ out in L.A. Absolutely. I think uh, I think the whole OBJ thing, I think they were starting to try to make him out like Antonio Brown almost there. Oh, with 100%. His, with him throwing his fits, his dad making posts and everything. I mean, Absolutely. people were starting to, to really uh, discredit the character of OBJ. Absolutely. And that's, I think... That's my mistake. I, I'm yeah. No, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. I caught no, it. I was yeah, like, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I don't know what I was... <laughs> but, I mean, o- but still, yeah. Matthew but, Stafford and OBJ, I mean, they just... They have got a... You have seen it countless times this this season with like just the plays that they have, oh, and absolutely. you know just like this last game. I mean, I saw a few catches with him, and it was just just beautiful. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, OBJ had seven touchdowns in twenty games for the Browns. He played two and a half seasons there. Uh, it might have been like twenty nine games actually, but he's been on the Rams for I think eight games now, and he has yeah. ten touchdowns. Yeah, like wow. And then you saw after he scored his seventh, they immediately put him up for PED testing, and I just think that's crazy. He just went from a team that wanted to utilize him right. from a team that didn't. Like the Baker Mayfield said that he wasn't throwing him the ball because he wasn't open, and then yeah. it was proved that he was open. And all those all those different videos and things, it just comes down to personality. Absolutely. And Matthew Stafford being. Uh, the quarterback for the two highest receiving yard leaders, Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. and now Cooper Cup, um, he just found a quarterback who's not afraid. 
he'll throw the ball to anybody he trusts. Yeah. And he's got all the trust in the world in Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, and now OBJ, now, who's OBJ. one was touted as one of the best receivers to come into the league his rookie year. Absolutely. And then he showed it. I mean, that crazy, the miracle catch he made with Eli Manning when he's leaning back into the end Just, zone one hand. Like, I mean, that's the type of talent we're talking about absolutely. with a quarterback that consistently throws over 4,500 yards. With that kind of catch, with that kind of catch, do you think he's ever going to live that down? I mean, like... Like live know, up to that moment again? I'd say live up to that moment. Yeah, not live it down, but live, yeah. it up to, live up to it. Do you think he's ever going to, like, come near a catch like that ever again? Um, I think he definitely has the potential to. Uh, I definitely think he can. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be in that position again, though, where he's the only receiver on that team that that's going to be able to make that kind of catch. I, I think that uh, the only moment that will live up to that is him winning the Super Bowl. Absolutely. If he wins the Super Bowl, I think that surpasses that moment of that catch because, I mean, yeah, that was crazy from a Hall of Fame legend quarterback, Eli Manning, of course. Absolutely. Um, but I just think that that – was insane and it just shows that he can do it i mean he makes one-handed catches all the time he just did it the other day actually he was falling out of bounds uh and he caught it with one hand kind of bobbled it and then ended up catching it with one hand again right you know on the what? sideline i remember that one yeah, um, yeah, yeah and yeah. he was leaning all the way to the right when he when yeah. he did it and then brought it, his yeah. whole body back in the, the body control is just crazy shows his, his talent his athleticism alone oh I mean. yeah absolutely that man's a monster he's got peanut butter absolutely. on his hands everything <laughs> sticks to it you know it's just like he's a crazy one. I think I think we're gonna see some. I think both games this weekend are gonna be really good. And, oh yeah. Um, you know, like we already said, don't want to see the Chiefs, but um, don't want to see the Chiefs win. But I think we can see I, both teams giving it their best and uh, going for the going for the whole. Yeah, whole absolutely. Ride. I mean, we've all been tired of watching Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Maybe not everyone. Maybe not Pats and Bucks. <laughs> but I think the rest sure of us are tired people, of I'm seeing. Sure there's, I'm sure there's plenty of people who who are mad about it. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think we're ready for a change. Ready to see somebody new step up. I mean, Pat Mahomes has been in four of the last five Super Bowls, if I'm absolutely. not wrong, and uh, he's won what two of them. Two. Two. Yeah, two of them. Right. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah, because the Bucks won one, and then. Well, they won one. Um, they weren't in two years ago. That's right. No, no, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, but they won. They won two. Yeah, they He's won, won two. two. And I think yeah. like I'm not ready to see someone like Tom Brady come. Not like Tom Brady in style of play, but like I'm not ready to watch the same guy in the Super Bowl for another 20 years. It gets it gets tired. Anymore. It gets yeah, tired. Absolutely. You, know, you like to see the variety, especially you like when to see... they're in your fucking division. Exactly. Exactly. No, like I like to see you like to see the variety. You like to see other people, you know, get up there. So I think whoever we see and um, whoever we see hold the that trophy, man, I think is going to be a great time. But uh, we definitely prefer it to be a Rams or a or a Bengal. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, definitely Rams or Bengal for sure. I yeah. think it'd be cool. I mean, I. I, I shit on the Bengals all the time just because most of my friends are Bengals fans. Right. My parents are. We know stuff, So I like to give them a hard time and stuff. But yeah. 31 years is a long time to it's, not win a playoff game. Yeah. I, I'm, now, I'm ready to hear them stop complaining. That's true. So give them one and then give them another yeah. 30 years. Give them this one or like, all right, we'll see you all in about another like couple decades. It's yeah, cool. exactly, cool. exactly. I mean, yeah. even if they just become competitive, I mean, that conference has been – that conference and that division alone has been one of the toughest in football. I mean, we've Absolutely. seen what 
four Super Bowls in the last 20 years from them. Two for the Steelers, two for the Ravens. Is that right? Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, now the Browns. The pressure's on the Browns now. What are they going to do to step up? Uh, I mean, when's the last time that the Browns have even... They haven't been in the playoffs. No. They haven't even... I mean, they got to the playoffs, what, last year? But they lost? Yeah. Oh, no, no, they won. They beat the Steelers. That's right. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat the Steelers and then got knocked out right away by the Chiefs. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but but seeing that winning culture, I think people give Baker Mayfield too hard of a time. For sure. Uh, like, this whole year we've heard Baker's gone, Baker's gone. But why? I mean, that dude, that dude literally got injured in week one and played the rest of the year with a sling holding his shoulder in the spot. While he was playing, getting sacked, throwing touchdowns, and he still threw for three thousand yards. Like, it's like, nuts. Imagine it's... when he's fully healthy again. He had he was uh, number nine in QBR last year. Got hurt this year. He's dropped down to like twenty seven or something like that. Let him get back healthy. Give him another chance. Uh, he's on his fifth year, so like, it it doesn't cost that much. So just right. take it and run with it. And I mean, maybe it's a coaching problem. I don't know. Kevin Stefanski's kind of a genius, but. I don't know about their defense. I think that they should be a lot better than they are. They definitely, I definitely think so. And uh, it'd be interesting. It'd be nice to see them come up. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think people, I think people do shit on Baker a little too much. And, you know, uh, you, it's fun to see the memes, mm-hmm. but also it's like, you know, just give this guy, come on. I mean, he does it to himself, though. I mean, with the Absolutely. commercials and everything. The commercials. Dude, dude, oh, oh dude. I'm so tired of the commercials. Absolutely. Hulu, cut your oh, deal with yeah. me, please, if you're listening yeah. to this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Please it's cut the deal ridiculous. with me. Ridiculous. It's, it's funny, but, I mean, it's also, like, how do you cut a guy like that? Like, he's, over the last four years, become the not just the face of the franchise, but since LeBron went back to the to, Lakers. Yeah. Or went to the Lakers, not back to him. He's become the Left face Cleveland of Cleveland. Again. Yeah, he's become yeah. the face. I Absolutely. mean, I think it rightly should be Miles Garrett. He's easily the best player, maybe one of the best players to ever play for the Browns. Absolutely. Um, but Baker's become the face of that city. He has. Uh, and speaking of, the Cavs are having a great year. They too. are. I they mean, unfortunately, um, Darius Garland getting hurt hurts. Yeah. Um, Colin Sexton being hurt sucks. Uh, but they were turning it around there for a second. Absolutely. I think I think Cleveland's got a got a good time. Hold on. <laughs> I think Cleveland's got a good time with uh Baker having having him as the face again or now since LeBron's gone. Yeah. And I think we need to give him a little bit more slack. But yeah, I mean, don't give him a crazy deal. Don't give him that Pat Mahomes 10-year, $450 million deal. Absolutely not. But give him like a three-year, 60 mil deal. Like I think that would be Pay solid, the man, yeah. give him a chance to prove himself, and if not, there's plenty of teams that will take a game manager like Absolutely. Baker Mayfield. The Dolphins would take him. For Tua, the Texans want anybody to play quarterback. I think, Texans right <laughs> I, yeah, I think Davis Mills did a good job as like what? Like a, what was he, fourth-round pick, third-round pick? Uh, did a great job stepping in. Uh, right. But they've got to figure out that Deshaun Watson thing. That's that's crazy. I don't know if I'd want to touch him. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I don't want him on my team. Right. Anybody with those those kind of issues, that's just something you want to stay away from, especially as a Raiders fan, because we've seen it through the years. All the all the police involvement. I mean, it uh, started with like Jamarcus Russell in two thousand eight. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, with all his problems and stuff. So, but uh, if Deshaun Watson gets out of his cases and comes up not guilty or he settles whatever it is, I mean. I hope he finds a good team that just that just actually fits him. 
You know what? Talking about cases, I don't know why I just thought about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um, how much paid, how much attention you pay to uh, baseball or even um, the Dodgers with uh, Trevor Bauer. No, so not that one. But I have another one after this. You yeah, have another one after yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't know too much about the case, honestly. Okay. And um, and I haven't honestly, I haven't heard too much because it's kind of like you know how things come and go and they die out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was really big last season when and they and. Trevor Bauer wasn't playing because he has these two sexual assault allegations against him or something like That's that. That's right. Okay, I have yeah. heard about that. Yeah. yeah, and I don't even know. I, I I tried looking it up just the other day because he was on TikTok for some reason, like pitching, and so I just like I was curious because I haven't heard anything about mm-hmm. it. I know he's still not playing, or you know, um, at like he didn't play for the rest of the the, the season. season. Yeah, he was out the whole season, and they just kept pushing it, and pushing it, and so I was curious to see. Ha- couldn't find anything about it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find anything about the like of these cases, and you know, I get like, you know, privacy of cases or whatever, like yeah. legal reasons, but like, we gotta have something because from what I heard in the very beginning, it seems iffy. It's a very gray area. Some mm-hmm. of these things, some of these cases, and I totally like, I'm for it. Like, you know, if if someone does something wrong, they should be punished. But like, also, you have a lot of cases where people try to get money out of oh absolutely out of these athletes and i'm not saying i'm not i'm not trying to say um everyone's in the wrong or you know mm-hmm. every 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 time um someone comes forward and says right. that they were assaulted it, it's money grabbing but the this case specifically they had text messages between trevor and and the woman or whatever mm-hmm. and both women i think right and where they were talking about encountering or having an encounter having an encounter i'm trying to like say this in a more pg way yeah, yeah. but basically they're texting and you know having yeah. discussion about their like sex relations yeah, yeah relations and stuff and you know it seems it seems very consensual consensual yeah yes so i don't know the whole case like i said i couldn't read up too much about it because i couldn't find too much about it but my thing is at what point does the MLB let Trevor play? Uh, well, I think I think it it comes down to the court cases. They have to be settled. Whether it's a civil case, whether it's a criminal case, whether it's still in progress or anything, I don't think the MLB wants to take action until they have the facts. Absolutely. And they won't get the facts until after the courts do. Um, just like with anything, like with Big Ben back in like what was that, like two thousand eight, when he was a. Uh, charged with rape he was on the commissioner exemplist for a little bit yeah uh, he settled in court uh, and they let him play like almost immediately I think he faced like a one game suspension or something right, right after right, that right. Um, I remember that yeah uh, but I think it comes down to the same thing uh, just getting to the bottom of the cases listening to it out and then uh, who, Rob Manfred he's the commissioner right now right? Is he? Yeah, I, I, I think, couldn't I think so yeah um but he, he's got to make that decision, you know, along with the Board of Governors and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I think anybody that has those kinds of issues, uh, any type of legal, they should at least be suspended a game or two. At least to learn their lesson to not even get involved in that again. And if he is guilty, then he shouldn't play again. Oh, I mean, that's just my If stance. he's guilty, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just like 100%. Ray Rice. Ray Rice didn't play again after he yeah. and his wife yeah. 
beat the crap out of each other in an right. elevator. Now, I, like, good on them. They're still together. They got therapy and everything. Yeah. They got kids they and went, foundation. Counseling or whatever. They, yeah. yeah. But, but I think that your opportunity to make that kind of money and to have that kind of impact on a community should be taken away. Absolutely. As, as soon as you show you're not worthy of it. As an athlete, as an athlete and as a person who's getting paid that much money, mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely have to take certain precautions. However, I mean, everyone's human. Everyone's going to... Make, make mistakes, mistakes and oh, everything. Yeah, like, I totally get it. But yeah, if he if he is guilty of whatever he is personally being in charge of, because I couldn't tell you the, honestly the the mm-hmm. details of the charges. Yeah, I just know it right. is a sexual assault. But if he is guilty, then absolutely. I mean, should never play ever again. Get kicked out of the MLB mm-hmm. or whatever the whatever the the whatever you would title it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But definitely, like, just for being out a whole season. It's um, you know what I lost my train of thought with this, but I'm, yeah, he should definitely get kicked out if he's guilty. If he's not guilty, then I think then, you know, absolutely. just go through whatever due process you need to go through. Absolutely, but along with getting kicked out, it, it shouldn't end there. I think the teams that, I think these owners and stuff, when people show problems like that, there needs to be help given. Like maybe not a rehab, but mm-hmm. they sh- they should provide like mental health services. They should bro- provide counseling. They okay. should pro- provide things to these that's players that to make them better themselves outside of the game of baseball. That's a fair point. Yeah. That you hear all the time of all these NFL players, MLB players, NBA players who get out and they don't know what to do anymore, and then they spend all their money, and then all of a sudden they're living in their car and stuff. And it, I mean, and it happens so regularly. That's, I mean, maybe not to guys of Trevor Bauer's status. Because uh, that guy's been a legend in baseball since he's joined the league. Right. Um, but right. I think that it's, definitely it's important. Fair to say it's important to these teams. Certain these guys, things like that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Especially to a guy like Trevor Bauer who's gained the Dodgers how many millions in dollars absolutely. just in jersey sales alone. 100%. Let alone in attendance and everything else. Um, I think it, the same courtesy needs to be given back no matter what they did. Um, I think that there needs to be something given by the teams to help these players promote it. I mean, right? It, it just makes too much sense. Like uh, with the Raiders, like Darren Waller got cut in 2016 because uh, he had a substance abuse problem. He was addicted to heroin. Right. Well, he got out of it, and now the Raiders have helped him with his foundation and sobriety and everything. Yeah. Uh, they they give money. They they support him. They all go to all of his uh, different sponsors and all these different like uh, fundraising events and stuff. And I think it's important for like uh, an organization to stand with the people that they did from the, from the moot point, you know. That's very true. And I think on one level, you know, a lot of people forget at what age a lot of these players are getting into the organization, let alone a team or just whatever. I mean, most of these guys, whether whatever sport it is, they're either coming out of it. I mean, you know, baseball, you can get in right out, 16, out, right 17, out yeah, yeah. right into into high school out of high school whatever so you know from 16 to football you you know roughly 21 ish yeah somewhere in there somewhere yeah. around there i know it's what is it two three years of two years removed from high school you don't have to technically play college but, right but so it's... roughly from for any for most sports 16 to maybe roughly 20 21 years old you know these kids still i mean you know they're they're essentially not really adults coming into this organization, getting a lot of money, and you know, and not necessarily getting shown how to deal with it. 
and then they be like you said like they go and end up living in a car because they didn't know how to handle their money you know not even that you have instances like damon arnett and henry ruggs henry ruggs Killed that girl and her dog. Absolutely. Um, and and that's have... tragic. He just had way too much money in a city that he had no business being in, in no. Vegas, you know? I mean, and that was you know? why the NFL didn't want to move there. Yeah, you have to have that. You have to have some sort of, of program mm-hmm. to help deal with absolutely. that oh, level absolutely. of money. And, you know, along with it comes responsibility because they are absolutely. in the public eye. They are to some people idols and especially like a younger group of kids Mm -hmm. you know or a younger group of people you know kids idolize these people or you know they're watching your favorite you know you're watching your favorite athlete grow up and as you grow up and Mm -hmm. you know you want to mimic what they're doing so on some level you do have a sort of responsibility not necessarily saying no i'm not necessarily saying that you know they have to be a, a saint on any level mm-hmm. you know I do believe that parents still have some sort of uh, responsibility to gr- raise their children but mm-hmm. absolutely to a degree you know you are still shown in that public eye so mm-hmm. there definitely should be programs or whatever you know right uh, more support from the organization more support to from at least identify certain certain issues issues like yeah, exactly things that are becoming you know, a trend and stuff like yeah it's it's definitely uh, something that needs to be looked into. Going, um, I mean, absolutely. With uh, concussions alone, I mean, yeah, how many how many how many um, athletes do we have that we lose because of not just instantly, but like you know further down the line where they end up having these issues yeah. of, yeah, great of harming themselves, harming yeah. their family, harming harming other people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you definitely hear that, and it happens uh, all the time. Antonio Brown unfortunately gets picked on a lot. Uh, he's a great talent, but uh, right. he definitely has shown that getting hit and getting hurt can affect him. I mean, yeah. going to his uh, stepfather's house or whatever that was uh, and banging on the door. And then there was, uh, right. I can't remember who that defensive tackle was that did that. Oh, no, it was Richard Sherman, the free safety. Richard, yeah. Oh, yeah, Richard Sherman going to like his father in law's house and like banging on the door and all right. that. Like, that's got to come from getting hit. And then yeah. Andrew Luck. Like retiring at the age of 29 uh, when he had maybe 10 more years to give Absolutely. just because he was just getting beat up and stuff. Uh, and it, the amount sounds, of shit he got for that, yeah, for retiring yeah. at that age. Yeah, people, did you see him the other day? No, When he no, was no. on NFL? On, no. Uh, dude, he did not look good. Really? Dude, he looked like he's lost like 100 pounds. Holy he was, shit. He almost looked like a, like a cancer patient. Let me see if oh I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, I mean, but like... Maybe that's maybe that's a healthy weight for him. Maybe that maybe he is really healthy, and I'm just wrong. Right. But like compared to what I saw, like well, you see a lot of these players. I mean, like, like so that was him in like football, right? right? Like looks like a pretty healthy guy. Um, but this was the other night. Look at him. Oh wow. He looks sickly. Almost. No, you're right. And you're, it, it, it's, it's got to come from that impact. I wonder if he like can't work out anymore or if he just doesn't want to, but like it's a possibility and you know, maybe we just were so used to seeing these athletes at a certain peak level of performance mm-hmm. and then when they retire or when they, you know, remove themselves from the organization and you know, they don't need to be at that performance level anymore. Absolutely. So they go down, they cut weight or whatever, whatever happens. You know, maybe he's maybe he is more comfortable at that um, mm-hmm. at that weight or whatever. But 
the loss or you know the the differences mm -hmm. seems drastic to us oh absolutely you know and to him he could probably be happy you know i don't know i mean maybe he is maybe he isn't but yeah you know that's definitely something to consider but mm -hmm. absolutely i mean i mean it's just something to keep in mind that, yeah. that all these players they may be idols and heroes and they take big hits and they get injured but they're all human and they all exactly. they all have the same reactions we all would these if we guys were in aren't. these situations. They're not like superstars. They're not superheroes. They're, they're not, not superheroes. They're not immortal. They just have these more guys talent are... than all of us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, have their particular have their particular skill set. They just happen uh, to be really fucking good at this thing. Yeah, a exactly. lot more than I am. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But one hundred percent. I mean, these guys are, I think, put on pedestals a lot of the mm -hmm. time, and absolutely. You know, and we definitely, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be because they're definitely like star athletes and mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're performing wonderfully. But on the other hand, they're still human. We yeah. still have to consider them to be just as a normal person, just like you, just like me, mm -hmm. you know, and they still have, you know, emotions and everything like that. So whatever's going on in their head after getting hit so many times or after whatever, you know, they still have to deal with it. And definitely should be given certain things to help them deal yeah, with it. Absolutely. You know, so Ch changing up a little bit. Did you hear about the Padres and Petco Park at all? No. This past what's, week? what's going on? So back in, I, I may be wrong. It was like February, March, April, something like that. Uh -huh. Um, it may have even been before that. Uh, there was an incident at Petco Park uh, where a mother and a, a child, I think it was a two-year-old child, fell off the top of Petco Park. Oh, shit. Um, well, it came back earlier this week that uh, investigators ruled it a homicide-suicide, that she jumped with the child no way. off of the top of Petco Park. Jeez. And now the father, I don't know if he was there or not, but he uh, is suing Petco Park now and the Padres uh, for not keeping it safe and keeping it from jumping. Like, um, what do you think about like that and like the safety that stadiums Damn. have? Cause I feel like every stadium I've been to to be able to jump off the top would be pretty hard. And I feel like I've been to a lot of baseball games, a lot right. of soccer games, a lot I've of been football to, games. I've been to, I've been to plenty of baseball and games. And around the country too, both yeah. of us. We, I mean, yeah. living in Cali, I've been to Petco Park. I've been to, and I didn't think to, it would be. I've been to Petco Park. I've been oh, to, I didn't know, think it'd be that easy to jump off. But absolutely. And you know, we're just going into that. I mean, I think First of that, all, that's so sad. Absolutely. I mean, I mean it's, it's awful, especially if it, if they're saying that's that's what they you know yeah. homicide suicide did. Yeah. For whatever was going on through her mind to want to jump off mm -hmm. and with her child, it that's that's nuts to think about. It's awful. And it's very sad. But I think you have to be. I think you know maybe possibly we're not necessarily seeing. The opportunity to jump off of it because we don't we're not necessarily it, want right. to yeah you exactly. know and, and you know maybe she's like seeing that she saw an angle or whatever mm -hmm. uh you know i'm not saying like i don't necessarily think peco part is it what is necessarily dangerous yeah but, absolutely you know maybe if somebody wanted i think honestly i think if people want to they will yeah, like if if you if you will find a way, so I think I guess that's what I'm saying is yeah, absolutely. You, know, you but can put all the safety precautions that you want because like um, kind of same topic. Uh, 
over, I think it's the Empire State Building. Mm -hmm. um, my I've never been, but my cousin has, and he, mm -hmm. he tells me how there's like um like a net around the building, like the very top yeah, when absolutely. you're looking out. So, you have to jump like 10 feet. Yeah, you'd have you, and you it, would, Not so, many people can do that, you know, exactly. jump 10 feet. So if you jump. are killing yourself, if you are like, you know, committing suicide off of the Empire State Building, you know, you must have wanted to. Oh yeah, if, you'd if have you to succeed. like jump and then crawl, you know, exactly. like, pretty much. So I, I guess like, yeah, okay, maybe these stadiums can do something along the lines of that, mm -hmm. you know, but I think regardless, if, if somebody's really going to be determined to do it, they will probably still find a way. Right, and, th and that's where my question comes in is like, how responsible do we hold these organizations I was, to that? Because I, I mean, just like about the, to say, I don't the necessarily... safety part, like they do so much. I oh, mean, 100%. I mean, and it's definitely not uh, something that most people want to do or yeah, think right. about, but like, like how how responsible can they be held? I was, how accountable? I was definitely gonna say that I don't necessarily think we can hold them that responsible. I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't think we can. I don't think we can hold the Padres or Petco Park, whatever. You know, I don't think we we necessarily can. I mean, obviously, if it was like something very blatantly like, you know, disregarded, um, disregarded, yeah. like you know, oh, it was wide open for her to do it, then maybe. You know, because then you can also argue that it, if it was an accident, that it could have still happened. Right. You know, I, so if it was an accident that happened because of, you know, maintenance problem or, you know, just the design problem that the Padres or, you know, that, that whoever built the, mm -hmm. the stadium, you know, disregarded to, um, to acknowledge mm -hmm. or whatever, or, you know, what is it, um, lack of, you know, just... Lack of awareness, lack of awareness, yeah, for, or whatever, for like that, you know, some for safety issues. Then yes, then I think we can hold the stadium, hold the franchise, whatever, uh, whoever is responsible for it. We can hold them responsible. Mm -hmm. However, I think if you know all safety precautions were there, all you know maintenance was upheld, all and measures all, were taken, all measures were taken, yeah. and the person still harmed themselves, then I think we not, can't necessarily. Yeah, blame the franchise, blame right. the, the stadium. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely think that that man, the husband, is entitled to some money there, for sure. Just because for, I mean, for grievance alone, I think he yeah, is absolutely. But I mean, just because it is, it a, is a multi-million dollar, almost billion dollar organization, yeah. like they they at least owe to pay him something. Because uh, well, I mean, why is there not ushers and security there? Because every game I've been to, there's ushers and, ushers security, and security at every everywhere. entrance yeah. to every seating section. You know, exactly. Somebody so, there to make sure that everything's being taken care of. So I mean, I've been to games where people you have to fun. question. You have to question it. Like maybe why wasn't somebody there to like see that this lady was to, at the edge of some at least to like, alert somebody yeah, or like, to yo, not like, even like grab her like or, you know to just, alert enough people to be able to stop the situation. Exactly. Like, where was that? And I know Petco. And the Padres have had their struggles. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many times when I lived out in Cali, they were just handing out free tickets, just right. trying to get people in the stadium. To fill seats so, and everything. I mean, maybe it was so. just disregarded because nobody was in that section or something. It's a possibility. Um, but it's, I just, I heard about it and it, it kind of tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. Especially, I mean, anytime a, somebody young dies, especially like a, a two-year-old, it's absolutely. It, I mean, it's an eyebrow raiser for sure. It, it, it affects you deeply on some level because <coughs> it is unexpected and you know Absolutely. something like that situation and you know you have to question a lot of uh, a lot of factors yeah absolutely. but kind of talking about um, lawsuits and everything like that have you heard about the people who are suing um, 
I think they're suing like a film company because um, oh Alec Baldwin no 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 no, no, oh, okay, no. not okay. that case not that okay. case it was um do you remember that movie yesterday um it was the movie it was a movie where like the guy woke up and the Beatles never existed yes so okay he, yeah, he yeah. basically created all the songs and everything like that right. and, like, okay, became yeah. super famous. I never saw it but I did hear really good things about it I heard it was really good too but uh, basically I guess in a preview of the movie there's an actress I think Anna de Arms or I, I'm something gonna butcher like her name yeah. I'm sorry but I think it was something along the lines of that she's in the preview but she's not in the actual cut of the movie like the preview got cut or whatever like you know the scene the scene from that the preview that she was in got cut well um, I guess a couple rented the movie on Amazon you know paid four dollars mm -hmm. and she's not in it they were so upset that they're suing the film company or whatever I can't remember who it For is false advertisement I guess something. like something along the lines of that and it just seems ridiculous yeah oh that's absolutely ridiculous I mean, like, I mean you gotta You've got to think of like all the money that goes into these movies. The people that are making them, they're very knowledgeable about what they're doing, and they're trying to make the best feature for the the most amount of people. Right. Just because you're unhappy, uh, that sense of entitlement to like I, try to sue because you felt misled. Exactly. Like, I mean, I just think that's a little bit ridiculous. It's, I mean, no, they didn't force you to rent that movie. They didn't force you to see it. Yeah. Uh, if you it was on Netflix and she wasn't in it, you wouldn't see him suing Netflix. Uh, they're just mad that they paid a few bucks to rent it or go watch it, and she wasn't there. Four dollars, man. Yeah, right. Like, uh, like and Amazon doesn't charge theater, like that 15, much. Yeah, like whatever it was. I mean, that's ridiculous. I think the the sense of entitlement that's come around this this country and everything oh. is just a little <clears throat> bit crazy for me. It's nuts. It's nuts to think about our culture right now. And um, you know, look, I you know, times change and everything like that, and we go through these you know cycles of of everything, but. The, the current culture right now is seems a little crazy and um, maybe it's because especially right now the pandemic that we've gone through mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me the pandemic that we've gone through everybody's kind of been cooped up in the house for most of the time and you know they're just going stir crazy so they find excuses or find things to just to do or whatever but I mean with that uh, cancel culture nowadays man. yeah you cancel know? culture the karen's sure. around i mean like the fact that karen is a is like is could be considered a derogatory term now mm -hmm. like you you find some woman complaining or whatever and like you want to insult her what do you call her you call her a karen right exactly it's like I mean, it's just a it's just a funny little like anecdote to, but it's like, it's to, it's nuts because like 20 years ago i mean same situation and you wouldn't have called the person a karen you'd just probably call her like a bitch or something but like you know right i mean and, the funny part with the whole karen thing uh i don't know if you saw this but i saw this uh earlier this year in 2021 karen was used to name a baby less than one percent of oh babies my God. when before it was somewhere above like 20 percent of like, a fairly, or like 15 percent fairly popular like name yeah, still. It, yeah it's been it's, almost eradicated from our uh, culture i can but, see and i just I think that's hilarious I, I just think that's like so funny that like somebody just made the joke one day and now it's like almost destroying that name's yeah. like namesake. This name has almost been erased because <laughs> we've turned it into such a, a term. Oh yeah, you know? almost and like it's... I mean, like I feel like a lot of like women who are named Karen Butte is like a slur almost, and it's like, dude, it's it's just funny. Come and, on, yeah. But I mean, definitely... I guess I guess it could be insulting. I mean, I wouldn't care if they changed Matt or Matthew to like something like yeah. that. I think it'd be funny. I, I think it, I think it definitely depends on your on your mindset and how you see it. It's definitely crazy. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I think that uh, the whole cancel culture is a little bit crazy. It could be so much worse. I don't know if you saw this in China this week. Uh, in China, their censorship's pretty strong, as right. we all know. They change everything. They changed the insane uh, Fight Club. They you know, the, changed. You, they changed it. They changed it. Uh, so they <laughs> removed the final scene, you know, where Brad Pitt's walking away and all the explosions are happening. Right, and it's crazy. Right. Well, they changed it to remove that, and it's a voiceover of like an end scene. I can't remember what the end scene was exactly, but I remember it's like a voiceover, and he's talking about how before the explosions went off, the police got there just in time, and they <laughs> saved the community and all this. And it's like how that's one of the most vital scenes in the movie. Like it, it may be the last one, but but if you think about it, that makes brilliant sense for China to, to oh to absolutely and to, to make their government and the, the law enforcement the of that movie the essence of that movie is anti-establishment mm-hmm. is anti-government so why of course of course secrets why? it's a secret, secret thing of course yeah. of course why would they why would they promote or let their people watch that that's so yeah. crazy and it's funny because it's, it's been out for what now 25 oh, years 20 21 something like that it came out what 99 99 maybe yeah 99 2000 something like that and and they're just now changing it so it almost makes me wonder like did they just now allow it in the country it probably and then somebody saw it and they were like i believe that (laughs) i'm sure i believe that because like there's plenty of places that like it takes a while for culture or for things Mm -hmm. to get there you know there's plenty of like i want to say like you know maybe countries out in the middle east area or whatever mm-hmm. that like barely just got like 80s music mm-hmm. or, you know stuff like that so i believe I, i'm sure that um it just took this long for china to get it yeah but you got to consider like maybe like i wonder if there's any like bootleggers who have it out there <laughs> yeah oh, there's gotta be there's gotta be i mean it just it just makes me think of all these karens and like the couple that's suing this company and it's like you're so lucky to live in the country you do. Absolutely. I mean, not saying like America is the greatest country ever. No, I mean, because like I mean, we are a great country and we have a strong military and we're one of the richest, whatever. But like, just the freedoms that are on here. our on our level of freedom and like just the the availability for you to express your thoughts and everything like that is it expresses the fact that this is a good country or a great yeah. country, whatever right. you want to call it. But the fact that like you know people can go around saying fuck Biden. Yeah, right. You have the availability to say that. Just like when Trump was president, you, we could say, fuck Trump, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, fuck Clinton, fuck, you know, you yeah. know whatever. All the you, nicknames, killer. You, know, you could say Trump, along the line, anything, anything along the lines of disagreeing with the president of your country. If you mm-hmm. tried to do that in China, you you'd could, get taken out. Yeah, you'd, you'd die. You, you would, or you'd, you'd be in prison for the rest of your life. You would disappear and no one would ever question it exactly. because you don't question things. Right. You know, in whatever country, you know, we're definitely not the only country that allows their people to do that. Oh, I'm absolutely sure. no, definitely I, not. I definitely don't know anything about the entire world of mm-hmm. global economics and government and everything like that, but I'm sure that there are other countries that allow you to do that, but we're definitely one of the many. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And we're one of the ones that established it exactly. too. I mean, establish freedom of speech, freedom of absolutely. everything. And like then that. we've seen that change over the years in Europe and stuff like Great Britain, France, Spain, exactly. Italy, they all have those freedoms now. Uh, there's obviously countries that aren't on the same wavelength, uh, that aren't with the same freedoms and stuff. Uh, but it all comes down to like, we're lucky to be where we are. And like for those people to sue that company, it's absolutely ridiculous. Right. I'm not going to sue, sue the Raiders if I go to a Raiders game and Darren Waller doesn't play. Right. Like that's not how it works. Derek know? Carr happens to be injured and right. you know, you're right. pissed about it. You're like, oh, I want to, I came here to see Derek Carr. Exactly. Play. I'm not going to sue them over no. it. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. Hold on one second.
So, uh, anyway, man, we were talking about the cancel culture and everything. Uh, yeah, dude, people are nuts right now. I mean, the entitlement and everything like that is, is nuts. And again, I mean, just the fact that like the, 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 you have the availability to do that and the freedom to do that in this country. And people are just, I think, honestly, on some level, people kind of abuse it. But, you know, it's definitely a great time because people, you know, there are certain cases where it's justified. Yeah. You know, you have you have your certain cases like, you know, for instance, like a Harvey Weinstein or a Bill Cosby. You know, it's like, yeah, that needed to happen. You know, the um, the abuse of power, the abuse of power and definitely the takedown, you know, for them to go to jail. I mean, is I don't know what happened with Harvey Weinstein. I want to say he's in, I don't even is that finished. I think they're still like going through like trials and shit. Didn't he die? No, he didn't die. He didn't die yet. He didn't oh, die. Oh shit! I just assumed he died. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm know. sure plenty I, of people wanted him. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I know Bill Cosby got out because he's got sick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They let him out because of COVID. COVID. Yeah. But he's like on permanent house arrest for like the rest of his life. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein. He was convicted of third degree rape and right. Uh, criminal sexual assault in the first degree. So I assume he's gonna be in jail until he dies. But just we have those cases and it's like you know you like you want that to happen you you like to see it like you know you get justice out of what they did mm -hmm. and everything like that and i'm sure some people will say like you know it doesn't necessarily fit the crime like you know they they definitely deserve worse but in where we are we can't necessarily do certain things mm -hmm. so jail or you know prison or whatever they get is justified yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely agree that it's justifiable and everything, but I think more important, uh, the Me Too movement and starting that. Uh, like, the Me Too movement got a lot of crap and everything uh, and coming up and, like, accusing people of, like, sexual assault, especially men, you know, uh, coming that direction. But uh, I think people have got to understand that when a crime is committed towards you or something that you don't agree with is committed to you, you have to address it immediately. Absolutely. Uh, because as soon as that evidence is gone or as soon as uh, you have a change of heart, there goes the case. And that person can walk free. And right. that person has an opportunity to at least fight it, you know, and maybe come out unscathed. Right. Um, However, but, yeah. I think in those cases, like, you know, with a person, like, you know, you said, like a person needs to come out and say something. A lot of the cases where it's like you know rape or you know sexual mm -hmm. assault of some of some kind to a woman, you know they don't come out because of fear or people don't believe them or whatever. And I think we need to change our you know, and I think some you know on some degree we have started to, but it definitely needs to progress more. That you know with every case that where a woman comes out and says you know he did something, you know mm -hmm. we need to believe him. We need to go yeah, let's look into this you know and figure out everything that happened and, you know, actually dive into it and not just take the guy's word for it, you know? Oh, absolutely. Which I don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't necessarily know how much of that is still irrelevant, but it definitely, you know, we know that it was a thing back, you know. 90s, 80s, 70s, 80s, 70s even 70s, early 2000s. Know, yeah, where uh, a woman could say, you know, hey, he raped me and the guy would go, no, I didn't. And, and they like, would get fired from their job. The yeah. women would, not yeah. the men. The, the woman, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, she in certain cases, you know, not to not to blast where we work or where we used to work, you know, um, but there I know for a fact there's been several cases where something, you know, along the lines of sexual assault or sexual harassment has happened and they just 
get transferred to a different store. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's like we we cannot to continue to just sweep something under the rug. Yeah. You know? And I mean, maybe it's the way my parents raised me, but I definitely don't stand for something like that. Like, you know, I don't I don't see something like that happen and I just let it let it go. You know, where mm-hmm. like a lot of things or a lot of cases where it's like, yeah, you know, his buddy saw what happened or what was going down and they just kind of like, you know, you laugh about it, right. and, you know, just kind of ignore it or whatever. You know, I hear plenty of stories of like waitresses getting harassed. Oh, absolutely. And like not to not to necessarily say um, a certain restaurant that, you know, their dress code is short shorts and a tight shirt, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've heard cases of, of the waitresses there getting harassed by uh, customers and everyone just laughs about it because it's a joke well on some level it's not a joke you know yeah and I absolutely. think you and of course like you, you there are cases where it is a joke you know there's cases where you become friendly with your your server or you mm-hmm. know you already are friends and you just go in and you you know you joke around you horse around whatever mm-hmm. but there's definitely a certain level and you know maybe there should be a stronger line drawn between what's okay and not okay and women feeling okay to express that it's yeah. not oh absolutely cool. and, and and not saying that like in every case like uh where we were talking about like the me too movement and stuff like not saying that every woman should have stepped up right away because i've never been through that i don't know how hard it is i don't know the feelings that you go through but i mean the but, process yeah but like there's a due process of laws and if, if you step up right away you have a much greater chance of protecting yourself, protecting your family, protecting your interests, right. uh, and also, while also, uh, the person who committed the crime or the offense against you, um, they have the chance to actually be stood up in the court of law or stood up against an investigation to see if they are doing something wrong. Um, and the longer you wait, the the smaller your chances of that the, of an effect yeah. having happened. And like bouncing to your your conversation on uh, servers and stuff, uh, being harassed and stuff. I mean, I'm a server and bartender, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's in my thing. I mean, countlessly, I've had people grab my arms to look at my tattoos. I've had people like touch my leg. I mean, I've had people make sly comments to me and stuff. And for me, I'm as soon as something like that happens, I'll get your fucking hands off me. I don't make that to me. Right. That was inappropriate. Right. But that also speaks to my character and like my that- own personal like view of myself i guess right. where like i won't allow How, that type of disrespect to happen to me absolutely but you know on one on your like you know you saying that like that that shows you know your personal boundaries and you know you don't let people cross it or whatever right. however it's you know couldn't you say it's because you're a male that it makes it a little bit different that you're more willing to go out and to say, be outspoken, to be outspoken so. about it you know um, whereas because i mean frankly to be honest i mean i'm not saying that women can't overpower men mm-hmm. or that it doesn't happen where a woman is going to take advantage of a man but you know if someone you know grabbed your butt while you were serving their table and you know you said hey stop that that's mostly because as you being a male and you know the person possibly being i mean maybe it is a dude who's grabbing your ass but i've had it come both ways i i have i've definitely i've definitely experienced both you know um, as well you know <coughs> not as a server but i have been to a certain um i have been to certain clubs where the majority are 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 
gay men and mm -hmm. you know they're they're very handsy and you yeah know, it can be yes. they, they can de they can definitely do that and you know and they're more open to grabbing and stuff like that but you know it, most of the time in my case at least i just you know I'm like yo I'm like, not down with that that's cool you know don't touch me, please. <laughs> I know I, I probably don't yeah. say please, but I'm like, yo, just yeah, yeah. don't Get grab my ass. <laughs> don't grab my ass. And, yeah. and and that's as a male being more comfortable with the fact that you know me saying that is probably going to result in them removing themselves or you know not continuing. Whereas a yeah. female server saying that to a, a male customer is more. Um, they automatically are like, well, she's a bitch. Well, not that, not, not, not just like saying, that. not saying, yeah. not just saying that, but like in the, in the case of like, I don't want to say afraid, but mm -hmm. possibly being afraid because that is a male customer who could potentially overpower her, her yeah. and harm her. Um, I think that it's definitely, uh, I agree with you, like being a man, yeah. I definitely feel more comfortable doing that. Right. Uh, I know plenty of girls who don't, but I also know plenty of women who will 100% stand up and, and tell someone, sound off in yeah, front of everyone and, and embarrass them. And that is uh, mad. Like I give them 100% respect absolutely. for any person, let alone a woman who has the uh, power to go ahead and yeah. speak up and say that. Yeah, the that's, with all of that's absolutely awesome. That. And I think that if you have that uh, voice in you, go for it. I mean, I'm 100%. Yeah. And I think that all comes down to like, uh, the change in culture and everything. Absolutely. I mean, from there's always like the model fifties where like there's a stay at home wife, stay at home mom, and women you, listen to men. And that's in like their how place, it works. Like you don't we, speak up. We've that, seen that develop over absolutely. like the last, I mean, just in our, in our life, women have been empowered and are becoming more empowered. Like the disparate disparity between wages, uh, the opportunity for jobs, uh, like we're starting to see women become more empowered and that's definitely something that's good for culture good for everyone men and women uh, both and I think that uh, we just need to foster that that strong will Absolutely. we need to definitely encourage that like yeah. everyone needs to be able to stand up for themselves whether you're a man whether you're a woman if something's being wrong done to you it needs to be addressed I mean Absolutely. maybe not immediately maybe not like yourself but uh, go to somebody you're comfortable with go Go remove yourself from the situation. You have to do something. There's you can't just allow yourself to keep being to, beat up and to and allow yourself to keep being disrespected. You can't abused because that's where level. you start to see issues with like mental health and stuff. That's where you start to see self-esteem lower. That's where you start to see suicide rates rise is when people are afraid to like right. stand up for themselves or even uh, to stand up for others. Um, right. and, and anybody that witnesses it ha is automatically, I think, needs to be involved absolutely like if you see something wrong happening say something and, and i'm one of those people 100 percent that if i see something happening where i know that person's uncomfortable or it even just makes me uncomfortable away from the situation i will say something absolutely. and i will add, or i'll do something you know and, way. None, and like you said it doesn't necessarily even have to be instantly like right there and like right in there and there like you take yourself out of the situation or whatever remove yourself and kind of process it and go about the the route that needs to be taken or whatever mm -hmm. so if you are a witness of something you know whether you say something right then and there or right like you know you go take them aside and say hey you know do you need me to do something or like do you want something to be done or whatever you know you don't necessarily have to say something right away mm -hmm. but for both parties i mean for like if you are having something you know done to you and you don't necessarily feel comfortable saying something right there you know 
step aside, go to somebody that you trust or somebody like, you know, mm-hmm. if, if it's in a workplace, go to your boss, go to your, you know, whoever your that man, you, yeah, whoever. whoever you confide in to make sure that that problem is resolved is definitely something that should be done. And definitely that, you know, we need to, I think, take process in making sure that it's available. You know, just like we were saying with the NFL and having the the programs and everything like that mm-hmm. for the players to deal with a- any issues. Mm-hmm. You know, we should definitely have it more available for men, women, uh, uh, you know, people alike mm-hmm. to have a route to take in a program or whatever you want to call it to go through the process, whether it is Absolutely. helping them with anything. Because, yeah, like you said, I mean, that is where you end up with the mental health issue and whatever outcome it is you don't want it you don't want to see it because most of the time it's not going to be a good outcome Mm -hmm. with mental health you know know, whether it is suicide or whether it is leads to substance abuse Mm -hmm. you don't it's not going to be a good outcome majority of the time at least Mm -hmm. and um like you said i mean if you see something and i and maybe it's just like a possible i know like how we were raised or whatever i mean Mm -hmm. possibly the same we know you and i um raised the same way but Mm -hmm. definitely not to stand idly by and let something happen if i witness something it's gonna you know i'm going to address it whether it's right then right then and there or Mm -hmm. whatever but i've had situations and i I think i don't know if you know this story but um we were we were i this was at our our job okay this one time this one time this one time exactly um it was uh there was a certain dishwasher who was making a lot of the female employees and I do remember that. Honestly, most of us uh, uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, with comments that he said and everything like that. Well, honestly, we let it go by for quite a while. I think, you know, a lot of us, you know, kind of just knocked it off as, you know, that person being that person. And it was harmless. It was was harmless, you know, whatever. Nobody ever kind of made it seem like a bigger deal than like a comment that bothered them. And I can remember specific times where I, you know, I might've addressed it to a certain person like, does this need to be an issue? And they would tell me no. And, you know, like, you know, you kind of have to reassure because, you know. Something. Well, you go to the people that it's affecting and you ask them, like, do you exactly. want me to say something? Do you exactly. want me to do something? You know, and, and I, I know there yeah. were several people who, who, who would say, you know, oh, he said this thing. And I'm like, do we need to talk about it? Like, you know, like, you know, not, not in a, like, you know, are you making this a deal? But, or even know, like I'm gonna like put them in their place and yeah. just like w- let's have an honest discussion about it and see like why they're doing that. exactly like, you know I mean, like have a talk maybe tell them because it know, doesn't have to be aggressive and confrontation it can be an open-minded discussion absolutely uh, to, to try to get to an issue like, just to resolve the or to issue, make people you know? comfortable I mean, exactly you don't even have to like resolve people's exactly. differences you just have to make it tolerable for Tol- everyone. Yeah, exactly. tolerable and respectful especially in a workplace like yeah. the situation you're talking about i know exactly what you're talking about yeah. and, and who and everything and that was a situation where the person just needed to be removed and yeah. they were eventually and it and it got they, better they the, were removed and definitely they got better the, and... uh, the social status changed a lot and people started being more comfortable and we saw that like yeah. liveliness and and fun come back to the workplace especially, which yeah awesome. especially in a workplace you don't want it to be a workplace you want it to be more enjoyable environment so that people can thrive and do their job and And they show up and they show up people actually actually want to come to work rather than oh he's going to be working today i don't want to be around him yeah and so you know and we definitely saw that people trade shifts and stuff like so that they wouldn't have to encounter certain people and like that's something that 
just shouldn't happen. It shouldn't. It should unfortunately it does and you're never going to get rid of that completely. No, but, but you can at least make it like you said more tolerable and absolutely. you know I think obviously this isn't a perfect world. So in in the majority of you know world life and you know just in the in the world in general, obviously you can't make everybody happy mm -hmm. and you know you can't make everything, you know, perfect for perfect everyone. for everyone. But of course, you make you can make it tolerable and just make it to the point where people can in, be enjoyable. Yeah, and absolutely. In that specific situation, like you said, that person was removed. Um, I do I do um, the the story that I you know the one the one time that mm -hmm. I was uh, referencing. Um, I don't necessarily regret the, what had happened, but it did need to be done, yeah. and you know that person and myself. Uh, came to an argument and it was resolved that day but mm -hmm. uh, I'm honestly glad that I did say something to him yeah because absolutely. because from that point I don't think it was um, an issue with uh, with him uh, and dealing with any of the other servers or yeah. um, workers in that environment yeah absolutely um, yeah, I'm curious to you for doing that because I'm, I don't think I was there that day. But, no, but I do remember hearing about it. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a story that was getting told through the, <laughs> yeah. through the store that yeah. that, that whole especially day. coming from you because you're such a like easygoing, like lighthearted dude. I try, and you know, stepping up and like coming to somebody seriously. Like, yeah, it just kind of not that it's out of character of you. It's just kind of like. It, it definitely see you angry. It you definitely know? it definitely and, takes people by surprise sometimes when it gets absolutely. to be a more serious tone. Oh, and I try I try to go through life more lighthearted. You know, yeah. it's easier that way. I mean, I've only seen you deadly serious a few times. I think we've known each other like what three <laughs> years now. Few, few years. Uh, yeah. And, so, and it's, it's, so like when it happens, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rare occasion, like I said. So when people see it, they get surprised by it. And um, I know the girl specifically who was in that in, um, interaction. Um, honestly, she thanked me later because of what happened because mm -hmm. I spoke up. Like I said, you know, like you see something go by, and you can't you can't sit like idly by. And you know that did. I, and honestly, maybe it was like, you know, just, uh, it escalated to a level that I don't want to, um, promote, but mm -hmm. you know, maybe it was just that day or whatever, but anyway, it, you know, that place can be hard to work at sometimes. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it can you get know, frustrated. specifically yeah. what he had said to, it, it, it just, it, it struck a nerve yep. and you know, yeah. So like I said, we handled it. It was what it was. And it got dealt with. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, luckily, and I don't promote um, physical violence. You know, yeah, I try absolutely. with all, like, with every instance that I get involved in, I try to avoid physical violence. You don't want to harm anyone. I don't want to harm anyone at least, but I try to avoid physical violence and it luckily didn't go to physical violence. Mm -hmm. um, I know that there was a point where he probably was gonna try to escalate mm -hmm. that, and uh, it wasn't gonna happen. And you know the the manager that was there that day, mm -hmm. he he even told me that it wasn't worth worth that worth yeah. that because it would have ended up in a different situation, right? Like a different scenario. And it's unfortunate because that person actually wasn't a horrible person. No, they by just no means. Made made just. Un unnecessary comments and, exactly. and repulsive comments at times. Yeah, uh, but means, that person also like needed help. Yeah, I can't count how many times I saw them come into work drunk or smelling like that, like straight beer that's or actually true liquor, that. and it's like at one point someone needed to say something to him. And I I remember uh, 
I remember driving down the road. I saw him one time, and I was like, uh, you want to ride to work? And I pulled over. He hopped in my car. We get there, and we pull up to the speedway right before you got there. And uh, he's like, pull over here. I'll, I'll just walk from here. And he walked in, and uh, I remember I got to work and everything. And as I'm uh, getting out of my car, I see him walking up with a steel reserve. Yeah. And, bro, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, come on. Hey. Like, I mean, and, like, I think that what we were talking about, like, with programs needed for these jobs and stuff, like, we were all aware. And, like, I had said things to him before, and I knew things weren't all good, like, at home and stuff. But, like, yeah. like that company should have done something. They should have at least tried. They should have – because they do have resources. It's a multimillion-dollar company. You absolutely. Know? There's um, plenty of companies. absolutely could have hooked him up with something or a hotline, a person, somebody to help him. Would – I, I, I agree that definitely that company and any other multi-million dollar company should have programs in place to uh, help um, employees with any issue, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be substance or, you know, any financial or just mental health, anything like that. Do we think, do you think that as a country, we should have those resources more readily available? And this is kind of along the lines of healthcare. Um, I mean, so myself, I, I view it as yes. I mean, healthcare is just as much essential to, to everyday life as shelter, as money, as everything else. Uh, I luckily haven't needed to use any health insurance or any healthcare for quite a while now, for a few years, knock on wood. <laughs> um, but like, at some point, there's got to be a wave where... The government leans towards it because there's so much money being used. I don't know if you remember this. I was in the military, so in like right. 2014 going in, I remember they're coming out a DOD statement where uh, the Army General, I can't remember his name right now, but he requested the government to stop building tanks because they stopped having places to store them. Uh -huh. And I remember uh, it was right after Trump got elected. Uh, he told him he was like, uh, he was like, then build somewhere to store them. He's like, we're not going to stop because as soon as they cut that, that budgeting for DOD, they lose the money. Right. Well, why can't we just ship that? Why can't we just ship those billions of dollars into like a healthcare system? I think Obamacare was in the right direction. Right. I don't think it was the right platform or the right, uh, maybe the right system to do it in. Uh, but I think everyone should at least have some type of healthcare, whether it's like, not like Denmark or something where like you can go to the hospital, you don't get a bill at all. Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. got to be some type of protection for like things that happen, especially like what we've seen in the last two years with COVID. Of like course. there's nothing being done for that. People go to the ER with COVID, they're coming out with $20,000 bills for I think I think hospital. it's definitely an issue when mm -hmm. you have these cases where it's you go into the hospital for some issue and you know, you receive a bill for twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 A lot of people can't pay that and you know Absolutely. people say you know oh save up you know have your say most of us you know you, you our savings aren't that large one two yeah. you know our health expense is really gonna drain all of your savings like is that really like a, a necessary right. thing to do absolutely i i agree that health insurance health care or whatever um is definitely one of the basic necessities of life yeah. And, absolutely. you know, look, I'm not saying, you know, make car insurance, you know, free. You know, <laughs> right. I'm saying health insurance, you know, go into a doctor and be able to get a checkup. You know, sure, or sure, like you said, like maybe not like Denmark where you don't get a bill at all, but, you know, 
cut it down to where it is a more affordable thing for Absolutely. the majority of the country, not just this one or so percent that can afford to just pay for whatever. You know, I definitely think that I don't necessarily disagree with maybe there being levels. You know, if you have an abundance of money and you pay someone who is an expert, then you pay for that expert. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of people who don't have an abundance of money should be able to not pay an arm and a leg for someone who is going to give them good, not, you know, decent, not okay healthcare. I'm talking about good healthcare. Yeah, you know? oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You can you can you can probably go find a doctor who is going to treat you or whatever and it's going to be, you know, shoddy work. It's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, he's, he, he might be like, you know, in a fucking alley or something like that. And that's what you can afford. Right. And I don't think that is oh, what absolutely. you should be able to afford. I think yeah. that, you know, because you hear, like, I do, like, you know, you have, like, the, the argument of, you know, a universal healthcare system or whatever, where the rich get the what they need and the poor just get decent work. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't necessarily, I, like, I, you know, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with, you know, not paying for it at all, but, you know. You should be able to just afford good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think something that needs to change is uh, is definitely like hospitals. Uh, they're privatized. Absolutely. Uh, there's private corporations that own all these hospitals, private owners that like invest right. into them. And then not only do they invest, but then they get subsidized and grants. And then they get all their money back that they just use to build these hospitals. Right. And they make money on top of it. Uh, like that's just kind of a little bit ridiculous to me. Like I'm not calling for like a, a government stance where like the government runs all hospitals and stuff. But uh, I definitely think that uh, there could be government funding to supply grants to these people maybe right. who need the healthcare. Like like right. oh you can't pay that bill, let the government help you out a little bit. Right. And it, that's not and that's not asking for a handout. Like no. if you have something wrong with you. The, your government's there to protect the people. That's the basic idea of any government. It's there to serve the people, to protect the people. Right. Especially a democracy like we live in now. Unfortunately, when you tie capitalism with democracy, you get money it. gets overridden, the right of the people, you know? Whatever is going to make the government and exactly. the, the top 1% wealthier is what's going to happen 99% of the time, and that's just unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and I just think that... Uh, there's a lot that could be done. I mean, like people are calling for free college. Like, cool, I'm for that. Like, absolutely. I don't know what it takes to get there, but I'd rather see free healthcare before free college. I would definitely rather see free healthcare before free college. And that's just um, based off of my opinion of college alone, but you know, it's definitely more of a necessity over education, in my opinion. And not just, I don't wanna say like education, but like the college education. Basic education or elementary, you know, all that stuff is definitely necessary. That, that's a whole other subject we can spend. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Education system alone is, is its own issue and everything like that. But let's let's tackle it one at a time. And you know, I think healthcare is it should be at the priority, um, especially in the world we're in today with COVID. Of course. Like, I mean, we're seeing a global pandemic where the government, doctors, scientists, they're telling us they can't prevent it. So care that's tied to that definitely should be taken care of. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I had COVID. I was out for two weeks. I, I couldn't even get unemployment in time right. for it. Like, so I yeah. had to like actually like find a way to work. 
uh, as soon as I got a negative test, which luckily was just like five or six days later, but they still say to like stay away, try not to work, blah, it's, blah, blah. It's definitely still an issue because COVID wasn't necessarily, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. The fact that COVID exists isn't my fault, isn't your fault, isn't, you know. He isn't even that scientist in China's no, fault. Like, no, I, mean, I, it I, I don't blame COVID to be created by anybody. Mm-hmm. However, it exists. It is a thing. You know, and it's something it, we're it, gonna live with for the rest this, of our lives. It is this global thing. Like, if you broke your leg, that's on you, or you know, if somebody broke your leg, that's on them. Right. That's not you know anyone else's fault. But this disease, this you know thing going around, isn't. You get it. It's not your fault. People mm-hmm. can say it's your fault because you went out into the public. But in what in what world? In what you know? Especially you know right now, how are you able to not go out? You know, right? Absolutely. You can't work from home, you know, especially in our industry right, right. now. Right. Yeah. You know? Not in the hospitality industry, yeah. at least. Not in the hospitality industry, and you know, it's 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 a madhouse to get a job anywhere else. So mm-hmm. you know, you have to make money somehow. So we have to go out. You know, we're putting ourselves at risk. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not saying that we're on the same level as the first responders. Those guys are top tier oh, oh you know, absolutely so much respect for them and they are putting themselves on the line at a higher risk uh, yeah the, higher... I mean, the images of those doctors that like were yeah. masked up for like 15 hours and that's like a regular thing that was before covid absolutely I mean, absolutely it's just masks masks aren't new masks they've been around masks have been around months. forever you know doctors you know dentists you know people have been wearing them for ever uh, i mean you see for the last 20 years, at least, I know Japan, whenever J- they get even a cold, most most citizens will wear a mask. Japan, China, you have to wear a mask. You if know, you're sick at sick, all. Sick, yeah. the smog, you know, everything. They've had to uh, mm-hmm. uh, change their lifestyle and accommodate for all these things happening. You know, it is not uncommon. Before COVID, it was not uncommon to be going through California and see someone of Asian culture wear a mask mm-hmm. and you just didn't question it. Yeah, it just you, it, it was what it was, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, quite frankly, I agree with wearing a mask if you're sick. Yeah, oh, I me do. too. I I and look, in the 2 years that COVID's been around, you know, almost 2 years. In the in the 2 years COVID's been around, I haven't gotten sick. I haven't okay. gotten a cold, I haven't gotten a flu, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten COVID knock on wood, you know. I haven't gotten anything. You know why? I wear a mask. Mhm. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, you know, I, I stand by these masks, you know, because to be fair, I'm not, you know, there are times where I don't wear a mask, but yeah, I take I'm, precautions. I wash my hands, of course, you know, I, I yeah, do all absolutely. the, I do all the stuff, whatever. But I'm just saying like with the mask, you know, in place, I haven't gotten a cold. It's been wonderful. I used to get colds all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I have, um, I, I don't know what like a doctor would call it, but like I have a very good tendency to get um, infections in my throat. Oh, okay. There was a point in time where they said they were gonna have to take out my tonsils um, because I was getting so many sore throats. I got strep like three times in like a four month span. I got like, you know, I have, uh, basically my throat is just a bacteria filled area. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. I would get colds, I would get sore throats very frequently. It wasn't uncommon before COVID to get a sore throat at least six times, maybe seven times a year. For most people, that's insane. I tell I I, I told a friend of ours that that's insane. Like, that's yeah. that's crazy. I mean, I typically get sick once a year. I like I just got COVID like a month ago. Yeah, it's first not- time I had it. But like you, I wear a mask when I'm out. Like, yeah, especially like 
Uh, not at work all the time, but, but like, uh, in certain areas, you know, where it's going to be like, you know, iffy. Um, a large um, amount of people yeah. and stuff. You know, uh, um, if I'm hanging out with people who I know, like you or, you know, other buddies of ours, I'm probably not going to. And, you know, that is what it is. You know, if I got sick because of that, that's my mm -hmm. own dumb fault, whatever. I don't care. Right. But for the most part, if I go into the public or the majority public, then I will probably wear a mask. And you know, mm -hmm. I'll be cautious or whatever. I'll you know, I'll stand six feet apart. I love this six feet apart thing. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. stay away from me. I love it. Honestly, mm -hmm. it it used to be the point where I'd be standing in line somewhere and someone would be on my neck, and I'd be like, "Bro, back up! Yep. Like, why do you want to be this close oh, to me?" And especially and since COVID, I've definitely made it a point to tell people, like, yo, oh, get back up from me. Yeah, like you don't need to be right up on me. We're no. going the same place. Like, we're gonna it, get there. You know, we have place. we have gone through the. I mean, I know it was for sexual harassment but we have gone through the meetings of you know your personal bubble mm -hmm. you know you learned all about it i love and and the i love the fact that now it's more okay to have your personal bubble oh absolutely it's definitely you know? more accepted and people yeah. are honestly more aware of it aware of it uh, exactly and, yeah and back to the mask i mean i'm not pro mask i'm not anti-mask exactly but yeah if i'm sick i'm gonna wear it you know if i yeah like i mean I, I was door dashing for a few weeks right. and like i would wear my mask when i went and picked it up yeah and then if I had an order in the car, I would take it off. But right. before I dropped it off, I'd put it right back on. Yeah. If I had to touch their order, I made sure I sanitized my hands and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, it's just like a respect thing it, yeah, to where like I'm going to protect myself, but I'm also like willing to protect other people right. or, or try to at least like try take whatever to. precaution I can. Right. You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's 100%. not about all of us. Like this is life. It we is all have about to be, everyone. We have to be coherent with each other, and we have and, to be understanding with each other. And to be honest, I, you know, people say like, you know, you get COVID, you recover from it. If you're like, you know, young, healthy, whatever. I know plenty of people who have gotten it and they recover. They're fine, whatever. I know people who have recovered, you know, and they still don't have their taste of smell. As a person who my degree and my future is the culinary industry, I, I I'm a baker. You know, mm -hmm. if I lose my taste of smell and my taste, I'm screwed. Yeah. And you know, some people have said like they haven't gotten it back or it's gone, it's come back, and you know, it's different. Like if 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 I make you you know some cinnamon rolls mm -hmm. and I don't know how it tastes or smells, mm -hmm. you know, like you could probably go eat them and like you know. Bro, these are shit. Did you use salt? Like, yeah, sugar? yeah. Like, what did you? And like, so that's my. That's bad for my business. That's yeah, bad absolutely. for my future. That's awful. Yeah, that's, so you gotta protect yourself. I gotta protect myself. And two, I've known people who are young, healthy. I have. I know people not personally, um, but like I've known. I have a my my sister who who was in California. I've known her to have friends who have passed mm -hmm. and young, healthy, totally mm -hmm. fine. And it's like where where's your case for that and so yeah i have a friend that lost his mom and dad to it yeah and within a year and it's it's so tragic and you know i don't want to be a person who caused that so i don't want to sit there oh, and absolutely. potentially carry something you know not to not to make light of it but if 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 i got covid and passed you know that's that's my fault whatever but if i gave you covid and you passed i gotta live with that yeah and i'm with you on that like that's just like it's all about like the mask it's not for you it's, it's for other people for other people and like 100%. that's what and i don't understand why people have such an issue with that or and anything and i know it like like it may be uncomfortable or whatever but like yeah. deal with it like right. life isn't comfortable i can it's deal. just not it's not a comfortable thing all the I time i can deal you know? with the uncomfortability of a mask 
I'm not, I don't know if I can deal with the guilt of knowing I gave somebody COVID and they died from right. it. Right. And then not, you know? that doesn't and, mean and it's your fault, but like, no, but, but like the guilt can you still, still you yeah, still have to like somewhat bear it yeah. and everything. And you know, I, it does make, it does make no sense to me for people to, to be so against it. And you know, everybody like, like we were talking about with the freedoms of, you know, of speech and everything like that. And you know, your, your freedom to, to sue a, a, mm-hmm. a film company you have your right to disagree with all this stuff yeah i actually i had a debate with uh with a friend uh over christmas mm-hmm. uh and we were talking about the vaccinations and everything right and uh he was like i just don't think it's right to tell people they have to get a shot and i was like okay well like let's put it like this i was like so we have the right to bear arms right but we don't give everyone the right to have one based on like their their past, their mental status, stuff like that. Right. I'm like, well, you have that right, but it's taken away because the security of other people is what's important the most. The government's job, like we already said, is to protect the people and serve the people. Right. So whatever is best for the majority of people, whether it's a vaccination, whether it's a gun, whatever it is, they're gonna make sure that that happens. Exactly. So like when you're looking at it, like, Everyone at the age of 18, you're, you're forced to sign. Every male has signed up for the SSI, which is yeah. uh, for the draft. You know, you don't get a choice. You're signed up for it regardless. And you can be removed from the list and stuff like that. Uh, there's obviously qualifications that come into that. that where you I want to say, not I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure if I'm right on this, but I want to say I, like, um, I don't want to say I'm not. I, like, I, I can't be drafted, but... Uh, I'm the last male of my bloodline, so I think like I go into non- yeah. There's like a certain yeah, category. I like they won't do I it. I yeah. figured out that like you know I I go into like um non non active stations yeah. or something like that. Yeah, stuff like which, that. Yeah. Which is funny, but yeah, I told yeah, you, I like, told, yeah. But like not everybody, you don't get a choice. You exactly, sign up, you sign you, up. You're still you're, signed up. Exactly, and they you're, could you're, technically still draft you. Exactly, probably come back and disqualify you or whatever it is but i am but i am signed up and everyone else and you don't get a choice exactly like why should you get a choice on this when it comes to the safety of the majority right that's where liberties get taken yeah you know like like and i even brought up like vietnam like people were drafted and they had to go you didn't get a choice right and there were people that had an issue with it but they still did it you know and of course that was you know that starts your like you're burning your draft card and everything like that so you deal with all of those yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but issue. at the end of the but day, like I, you don't get a say so. Exactly. You either do it or you serve your time or you get punished. Right. You know? And you like go. I'm not saying that like a vaccination should be forced on anyone. No. But I'm saying that the closed mindedness to it is just kind of crazy to me. I just don't really understand where people have this like hatred towards it. Because I even have friends that were pro like anti vax mm-hmm. and now they've gotten vaccinated and then they got COVID later after they got vaccinated and they're like, I'm so glad I had it because, because it was horrible. It lessens and yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you have that and um oh, there was a point I was gonna make. The um the fact of it of the closed mindedness of of have of not getting the vaccine, I'm cool if, you know, if you don't want to get the vaccine, it's I totally it, whatever you yeah. know. Have your reasons, but some of the reasons you hear these people say are what baffle me a little bit mm-hmm. because you don't want to get the vaccine because of whatever issue you know you might have towards it, you know the government forcing it or something like that. But when you have the issue of getting the vaccine because it's going to mutate your DNA, 
<laughs> yeah, dude. That, or, uh, the or, conspiracy uh, theories behind, or they're putting a microchip. The they're putting a microchip. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. tracking you. They're like, tracking, uh, dude. Those... Joe Biden don't give a fuck what you're doing on Listen, a Thursday man. afternoon. <laughs> like Look, nobody cares. If the if if the government really wants to know what I'm doing right now, go on social media. Yeah, that everyone who has a social media, everyone who uses a, a like a, a smartphone of any kind. That's your tracking device. Yeah, exactly. It's you, not you're getting a microchip. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to think about that sometimes, and it's hilarious. I and, mean, um, I, I think it's funny when people are like, I don't know what's in it. And I'm like, well, did you know what was in it when you had to go to elementary school and you got right. 15 shots? Or when you, went, when you went to Italy and they made you get five shots before you went? Yeah. Or, or something so, like that. Did you care then? There's so many times like before COVID where people got shots, or you go to the doctor, you get a shot or whatever, and you don't question it. Mm-hmm. You know? There are those people who were the anti-vaxxers already. And, oh, you know, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah. Those people have their thing. That's all you, bro. The people who have like have gone through life and gotten their vaccinations, gotten your chickenpox, smallpox, whatever. Yeah. You know. But then this one comes along. Oh well, it's still new. I don't know if you can make that argument. I don't know if yeah, you can. We, we were the, we were the guinea pigs for the chickenpox vaccine. Yeah. Do you remember like pox parties? Yeah. Do you remember that where like a yes. kid would get chickenpox and then all the kids would go to the house and you would go get it so that you wouldn't get it again? Exactly. Like, but it's like with it's, COVID, we don't want that because it's had such a dire consequence right. to people. With chickenpox, it was a different outcome. Exactly. This one is a whole different. It's but a whole different monster. They but. came out with the vaccine. I think it was in like '95 or '97. Yeah. They just started giving it to every kid before they went to school, so they wouldn't get it. I remember getting the chickenpox shot like. I was a part of that. I was like, it was the first time it was available. My parents gave out. We're like, yeah, give them the fucking shot. Like they got pox, um, they got chicken pox or whatever when they were kids. They're like, no, we're not gonna have them go through that. I mean, yeah, I I mean, I got vaccinated, but I ended up getting chicken pox in like third grade, and I think I was out of school for two weeks. Yeah, like I I mean, and that's why they made the vaccine. So like, because I mean. I had like a pretty mild case of it, right? Um, and I was out for two weeks, and I remember the spots just being everywhere. Oh and yeah, they were just horrible. I never I remember taking like milk baths oh, and stuff, yeah. and it was. I never got it. I never got it. I had a couple of friends who who did, and you know, you just like stayed away from them, and they were gone for like a couple of weeks, and they came back. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, those were crazy. It's crazy to think about it, and um, there's. Some of the people who just talk about it, and it, it makes me laugh a little bit about the vaccine and everything, just mutating you or whatever. I, um, before, we got, before I got vaccinated um, and it was starting to come out and like get released or whatever, people were like, you know, it, they did it in the groups or whatever, like 65 and up or whatever. So it comes out and uh, my, mom, my mom's like, you're getting the vaccine, right? And I was like, <laughs> just to fuck with her, I was like, no, 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 no. I read some Iranian study that said it make you gay, so uh, I ain't getting it. And she's like, "Shut the hell up." <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, like I, regardless, I was still gonna get it. But yeah, but it was just I like to mess with her a lot, and um, so I was mm-hmm. like, "No, no, no, they're microchipping you." I was like, "Sleepy Joe, he's a uh, he's keeping track on you." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember. And, yeah, I definitely gave my parents a little hard time uh, yeah. about it, but I had already signed up to get it. Yeah, you're already signed up. I was just waiting on our age group to be allowed yeah, to get yeah, it because yeah. it, it seemed like it took a lot longer than it should have. I think, especially like, it definitely did. But I, I think mean, I, I get that they were trying to get the older people because they're probably higher. Or not probably they are higher, higher risk. risk and so, higher consequential. Yeah, so yeah. get them taken care of. You know, get my grandparents. You know, whatever that age group is because. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I went out to LA for, I went out this past couple of months ago and um, 
I went out for a vacation. You know, I one I made sure I was wearing my mask around my grandparents. Oh yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. My grandparents are in their seventies. There's not a chance in hell that I was willing to risk giving it to them. You know, and that's what you had to deal with. Mm-hmm. But like you know, when I was hanging out with my cousins, like not wearing a mask. I, I didn't yeah. wear a mask. But we're all in our twenties, you know. It was, you know, right. if if something happened, you know, majority you have a of the time, higher chance of bouncing back. You yeah, know? you know, it was what it was. But yeah, and especially in a place like L.A., like they were a lot more strict about wearing your mask. Yeah, you know? I and, I remember I went to Seattle in May, and right. Everywhere we went, even in like the fish market where it's like actually out, like out, an open environment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not even like an enclosed building. They still were like, you have to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember. I remember being on the streets yeah. or whatever. Certain parts you have to. Yeah. Like in, in a more open, open area, you're fine. But um, like, especially those markets or whatever, they have a couple of those areas down in California. You just wear your mask. Like it's a populated area. No, it, but if it, I was on a hike in a mountain, no, don't wear a mask. No, how? But how silly was it uh, at the very uh, start after quarantine here in Ohio, at least, um, for the first like what was it six months where like. You had to wear a mask into a restaurant, and then oh. as soon as you sat down, you could take it off. See, Bro, this like, is where this like, is where I that's do my... like that makes no sense. Yeah, because, yeah, same. Like, what's the point of wearing it? Because when you're the sitting team? down, the COVID can't get you, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't get that. And I mean, like, I understand that you got to take it off to eat and stuff, but like, yeah. if that's really what you want to do, just eradicate restaurants for even longer and right. give welfare. Listen, I understand just, that just there's a pressure with like the, paying yeah. welfare to all the people in that industry. There's mo- millions of people in Absolutely. it. But like at the same time, what's more important to you? Paying, paying, paying or the or welfare, the, the well, yeah, the wellness welfare. of your, of your community. Yeah, exactly. I just it's, thought yeah. that was, being in that industry, I just thought it was so hilarious. Like, oh, yeah. Walking around with my mask and all these people walking in with a mask and trying to argue with me about it. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to follow the rules. People, people who argue with like people like you know on the lower spectrum of a, of a company you know like a server or something yeah. like that people who are arguing with those people <coughs> make no sense to me and you know i totally I'm, I'm sure like in their head it's a process or something like that but like i have nothing to do with this yeah I, like even I if have, i say something to the like, company yeah. they're not going to listen no they don't care no just they're like, doing just, the bare minimum exactly. to be able to stay open just that's like all when, we're trying to do just like when well, like just when like people are like you know oh it's cold in here i'm like I what do you want me to do? Yeah, I'm like, like I'll tell my manager. I tell my manager. I tell my manager to turn it up. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Like I can't. Like you want me to go back there and turn it up myself? Like uh, you want me to chop down a tree and start you a fire? Like yeah. What do you want me to do? Here? Yeah, it's it's funny. It's Customers so, are hilarious. And are. Like some of their complaints when they're out of just like out of this world. Like People, the, I don't know if they just think that like maybe we have like a. a, a more power than we do but as a server or as any kind of like lower employee no there's yeah. no say i have no i have zero say of what happened right like but i may i may like bring it up but like somebody that compl- doesn't mean something's gonna be done i had someone it. complained that we took off an item it was one of our specials and they're like oh i really love that item and i was like I, I don't no, know. Just make it for me. They're like, like, yeah, yeah. People are like, you know, well, can you still make it? I'm like, no. We don't have the ingredients. We don't, we don't even have like the stuff that like, you know, because especially if it was like a yeah. very special item. Yeah. You know, like I had, um, there was one, I, I can't remember. I think, um, oh, cinnamon chip pancakes. Someone was really wanting those. And I was mm-hmm. like, we don't even have the cinnamon chips in now. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's at the store. Like, yeah. Would you want me to go to Kroger? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, and people yeah. are just funny with some of their requests. Like um, some yeah, sometimes people are, are, are hilarious about it and mm-hmm. but um where the, the the 
the difference in people now with COVID and in, in, in the restaurant industry, at least, mm-hmm. you know, hospitality industry, I don't know if it's anywhere else or, you know, I'm sure, you know, like, um, I guess grocery stores are still probably hospitality, but yeah, on some level, but um, in the restaurant industry, I've noticed people are just so different and dealing with COVID. I had a lady not too long ago come in and she's like, I can't be six feet within six feet of any other person. So put me at a table that is not. And I yes. said, I was like, ma'am, this is a, 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 this is a restaurant. Like, I'm not gonna, I can't put you anywhere. Like we're yeah. packed. Like, yeah. you know, especially like, in this state, like I don't know about any other states, you know, if they're doing the full capacity or not full capacity, but we right. are full capacity now. You know, right. we can, we don't run like the, the spacing between, between ta- tables anymore. I'm not going to be able to sit you somewhere that's not within yeah, six feet of somebody absolutely. else. And people don't understand that, yeah. like, like yeah. how restaurants work. Like most serving jobs, like you get like a section. Exactly. And like your all of your tables are close are together in a, in a section. section you yeah. Know? So like, if I don't sit somebody at those tables, I'm not making money, and right. you're not going to tip me better because I'm listening to you. You're just expecting just, me to do it because yeah. you told me to. Yeah. And like. People are just so much bolder to make claims since COVID, like with anything like oh, that. They, they just think that all of their desires should be met. Absolutely. And we don't necessarily have the power. Like we could avoid those tables, but then we're going to screw ourselves on the money. Yeah. Are and you like gonna we're get... there to make money. Yeah, I'm here to make money. Like I'm risking, one, I'm risking myself to come out into the public and, you know, be exposed to COVID because I need to make money. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm here to make money just for the general idea of how working goes. Yeah, yeah. You know? right. Like the whole concept the of whole, having a the job. The whole concept you know? of having a job and you know, like, you know, like right. and you're some Nikes I'm, I'm trying to buy. So. Right. I'm not gonna let you hinder my ability to exactly. do that. Exactly. Like, I have rent actually, to pay, you know. So. I'll put you in someone else's section if they're willing to, but yeah. I guarantee you no one's gonna do that. Unless you are guaranteeing that you are gonna tip me like fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. That makes up for the two tips makes, I'm gonna miss. That makes there. up for yeah. especially how long People who sit at tables, dude, ridiculous. The the campers are getting out of control nowadays. Yeah, and they're still tipping you like a dollar. Yeah, they'll tip you less than twenty percent. It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not asking for a handout. Like, don't tip me a hundred percent. But if look, I when I tip, like if I'm there for like if I go to like let's say like B Dubs or something, I'm getting a beer. But I'm there like to watch a game, and I have like two beers. It's like what, like eight bucks, something like that. But I'm there for two hours. I'm, I'm tipping that guy ten bucks. I'm tipping. I'm tipping him, him I'm for tipping the time. The, the I was table. There. I'm tipping him. Yeah. I'm tipping him because I'm taking up a table out of his section. I'm that he can't him. make yeah. money off of. Exactly. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to make up for that. Exactly. You know? you know, and I've had, I've had like maybe, let's say one out of ten people have asked me, hey, what's your turnaround on? Like, what would you, what would you have made? And I, you know, I, I, I don't like, I don't. I don't want to tell him because that makes me like, you know, kind of like, I feel weird. Feel so, dickish. Yeah. Almost. I feel yeah. dickish. I'd be like, well, I probably would have made, you know, X amount of money. Probably you Whatever know? you're going to tell me, I probably would have tripled that. Yeah. Like, so like I, I do lowball it a little, but like I, I, I guesstimate and I'll oh, see so you're too nice. Not me. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll be like, I could have turned this twice and made another, I, especially I, I'm fine dining now. I, oh yeah. So, especially like, you're in a finer restaurant, but like, I'll, I'll tell them like, you know, I probably would have had three different tables and they would have tipped me X amount of money each or whatever. Yeah. And he'd be like, all right. So then test me. Like I had someone, um, I was hosting, I was, I was hosting and they were cashing out and they, they asked me, they asked me that question. So since it wasn't my table, I was a little bit more inclined, yeah. you know, and they, they ended up leaving that uh, specific server uh, a, a very large tip because, because they had sat there yeah. for two and a half, maybe three hours, I think. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, here, just, yeah, you know, 
but like in, it's definitely in that, in, in it definitely that, depends like, on the restaurant you're in too because like in the fine dining world like we're not afraid to tell people like hey you got two hours that's, like, that's also it. you've got two hours like you're also if, if you're not up in two hours we're gonna drop your check and we're gonna let you know like we need this table you're like, also in a it. restaurant that is more i don't want to say like um I don't want to say that it, it, you have customers who are, who, you're, you're trying to get tables there. You know, you're trying to move in and out and you know, like it is yeah. a higher demand. Yeah. You know, yeah, a little, uh, compared to uh, where yeah, I the, work is the breakfast. The volume's definitely different. But you have a higher volume no matter what. Yeah. No, regardless of, you know, time of day or whatever, or, mm -hmm. you know, specific day, you have a higher volume of tables needed of customers than I do yeah. in the breakfast restaurant. Yeah. Um, we definitely get less customers, but the amount of money they spend is much greater. So like- But the food so you're when the ordering. Op yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like when the opportunity comes like especially on like weekends Friday Saturdays yeah we definitely get that volume that you're talking about and it's like we have to flip those tables exactly. and it's a lot harder to do in like a fun dining restaurant and especially like, three turns is what's expected on like a Friday night whereas right. like at first uh, like at, the restaurants we worked at like, yeah uh, in the mornings especially like you're expecting like 10 to 15 turns exactly uh, where but like the tips are much you smaller know, much smaller the bills up. are much Bills smaller are much too. smaller, yeah. yeah. But and that's not taking anything away from that. It's just a different style. And in your um, place, you guys do reservations, so mm -hmm. you guys have to, you know, accommodate, accommodate. Those people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and so it's kind of I don't want to say higher pressure, but it is a higher um, demand to flip tables. Oh, absolutely. Than a is. breakfast place, or you know, just any kind of I would say normal restaurant that doesn't do reservations. You know, we get calls. You know, hey, do you do reservations? We don't. It is first come, first serve. And you know, to be frankly honest, I tell people all the time. I'm like, yo, I can't tell people to leave, so you're kind of waiting. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's yeah. how you end up getting those waits. But for a place that does reservations, you know, yeah, it we, is. I can see it being easier, or you know, more required to tell a table like yeah, yo it's definitely you guys, more you guys ordered you guys ate leave yeah absolutely Don't, I do mean, not sit here yeah you know? i mean we definitely try to avoid that but there there comes a point where like you have to like it's a balance yeah and yeah. i mean it's a place where like you want to treat the customer with like the highest respect because they are coming to spend like a good amount of money and, of course but you're also expecting respect back to you because you're giving a, a higher quality service i want to say higher quality service but a higher quality product Higher, it's that more fine like dining. The, the food is, is yeah. higher quality. Yeah. The drinks are are um, there. You know, like I mean, so like you want to feel the same respect from them that you're giving them, and you're allowing them to take that time. But at a certain point, it, it's I think gotta, I think in general in the service industry, um, there is it, there is a lack of respect. Well, it, there's respect given to the customer but there's a lack of respect given to your server. And I have experienced several tables just recently who speak to me in a tone that is lack of respect. Oh, and I got it, one for you. And it, and, it's, and, it's, and it boggles my mind sometimes about how we still, you know, kind of live in that time of, you know, this person blatant, almost blatantly said, I'm better than you because you're doing this job and I do my job. You know whatever job he did i didn't ask but he treated me in such a way that it was you know ridiculous and i'm like mm -hmm. dude just because i serve you food it does not make me any less mm -hmm. different than you 
whatever the hell you do yeah. in, in your job. So, so, so this one time at, uh, at the breakfast spot that we both worked at, oh. I remember uh, there was this guy who came in with his girlfriend. Right. Uh, and they sat down and everything. I'm like, just like talking them up, you know, being nice, like seeing what I can do for him. And uh, this guy, he was a few years younger than me. He, uh, he was like, well, I want to do like a sausage, egg and cheese biscuit sandwich. And I was like, oh, we don't really make those. Like, we don't make sandwiches like that. Like, we have our elevated egg sandwich. I think you were there that day. I'm, I'm going to say uh, this sounds a familiar yeah. story. And um, and I was like, we don't really do that. And he was like, well, that's what I want, boy. And I was oh. like, and I was like, don't call me boy. Like, I immediately was like, don't call me boy. Absolutely. And he was like, he was like, just make my sandwich. And I was like, well, this is like, I'll bring out like the eggs, the sausage. I'll put cheese on the eggs and everything. I won't even charge you for it. Like no big deal. I'll bring you a biscuit too. And I'll cut it in half right. so that you can build it build yourself. Build it yourself. Well, then I'm like talking to him or whatever. And I come over there again before their food comes out. And I'm like talking to, to the girlfriend. Cause she's like actually being cool. Yeah. Uh, the, and the guy is just sitting there and he was like, go check on my food boy. And I looked at him and I was like, don't call me boy. Right. Again. Right. Like don't do it again. And so then uh, I go back to the kitchen. I get their food or whatever. I like do what I told them. Like I cut the biscuit for them, buttered it. You know, like as much as I was willing to do uh, inside the guideline because like we're taught at that restaurant not yeah. not to give too much because then they'll expect it every time. Right. So like I'm trying to follow that guideline, just doing my job. You know. Yeah. I set the food down. And he goes, "Where's my other biscuit, boy?" And I was like, "Well, you wanted a sandwich that typically only comes with one bun. Right. So one biscuit." He's like, "No, you told me I was getting a second one." And I was like, no, what I did tell you was to stop calling me boy. I was like, I was like, let me hear you do it one more time. And he was like, go get it, boy. I took his plate and I flipped it over. And I was like, now you can't eat it all. Get the fuck out. And he was like, what? Go get your manager. And I was like, oh, I was like, I don't even need to get the manager. Get out. Get out. I was like, if you're not going to treat me with respect, I'm not going to serve you. I was like, you can go to a different one. You can go check with someone. I was like, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my manager. I was like, I'm going to explain it to him and then they'll talk to you and they'll probably tell you to leave too. And Absolutely. that's exactly what happened. Uh, I remember the story. Yeah, they ended up having to leave. And yeah. I, I remember like just being like, who talks to people like that? And especially like the first two times I was like, hey, don't call me boy. Like, and then I was like, don't do it again. Right. Did it again. I let it slide. And then he did it one more time. And that, I was just like trying to show respect and trying to like level it out. But like that I level, just can't believe that people are like that. Like it that, just blows my mind. And, and, you know, that goes into like some level of entitlement, some level of, you know, mm-hmm. Your, your your belief of hierarchy mm-hmm. and it, it today's day and age especially I don't think you should acknowledge that at all and I think I don't want to say like you know let's abolish this you know, hierarchy system or whatever mm-hmm. but like something along those lines because I mean that comes I feel like calling someone boy comes from a pure um, disregard for that person in as your equal right exactly it, 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 it automatically is, you're trying to insert yourself above them above to them. make them know that and like you're better than them. it is on like a way to like demean them and you know you know whatever and honestly uh f- frankly neither one of us are of of, of black color but mm-hmm. it i think i think that it like, comes it, from like slavery it, it comes stuff. from yeah, more popularly yeah. comes from slavery time and you know back later times yeah and not even just black people like Native Americans, Native American, like, like uh, minorities in general. Yeah. In general, you know, it there's that I'm better than you mm-hmm. um, mentality of sort, and you know, especially like I said, today in days and age, it just 
there's no need for it. And Especially like when you don't know the person, because like that dude had no idea that like I was a marine. He had no idea right. that that like I actually worked in a fine dining restaurant too, and I had probably made more money than him. I right. probably still do, you know. Um, and right. like the fact that like people are just willing to automatically demean people without knowing anything about them. Like no. it's one thing to get to know someone and realize yeah. they're a shitty person and, and then, then demean them that way. Right. Uh, and almost not even bully, but like to like let them know like, hey, like I've got this figured out better than you, you know? Right. Because like. I don't know why. Like, there's not a whole lot of stuff that triggers me, but being called boy. Oh, 100%. Being, being called boy is one of my biggest pet peeves. And, like, that just made me so mad. Like, there was – I was just seeing red. Like, when I flipped his plate, I broke it. Like, I sh But, yeah, I mean, I think everyone has their um, – I, I mean, I don't know how many other people have, like, a, a boy story. But um, I definitely have one as well. And um, this actually goes back to – I was working at um, – at a clothing store and we had like you know it was it was um suits and, and stuff like that and uh we we sold rented all that stuff we had this rental area that uh people would get like proms and weddings and, and shit like that well one this one time this guy comes in and uh he was getting fitted he had uh he was going to a wedding i think Anyway, so our process, we, tell, we put everything in the, in the fitting room and we tell them, you know, hey, go ahead and put everything on, come out, and we'll see how it all fits. We'll need to, if anything needs to be adjusted, we'll go ahead and adjust it. Pretty standard. Yeah, yeah, pretty standard stuff. So he goes in, comes out in his normal clothes, which isn't exactly abnormal because plenty of people don't necessarily follow the process and they'll just come out in normal clothes and be like, yeah, it all fits or whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, how does everything fit? Or how did everything fit? And he goes, didn't fit. I was like, do you want to elaborate on that? You know, like, you know, I, I'm going to need a little bit more to, to help you out here. Right. And he was like, he was like, the pants didn't fit. I said, usually this means it's like a length thing and mm -hmm. just needs to be hemmed up or, you know, whatever, adjusted. And most of us are at this store, we're trained in basic sewing Abilities, so I was, you know, just go in the back real quick, hem it up, be good to go, send him on his way. Well, I was like, all right, you know, do you want to go back in and put the pants on, and we'll see what's the issue? And he goes, nah, they don't fit. I was like, sir, I'm gonna need you to express, like, you know, tell me more because that doesn't tell me anything. The fact that, besides the fact that the pants don't fit, I can't help you exactly. And um, he's like. They don't fit over my leg, boy. And uh, I was like, you know, I, I ignored it. I, you know, I let it go, whatever. I was just like, okay, so this is a size, like a waist size issue. Um, and like, to be fair, he was like a bigger gentleman. I'm not, you know, I wasn't trying to like talk shit or anything like that. So I was just like, okay, if you just go ahead and grab me the pants, we'll go ahead and pick a size, like one or two sizes up, whatever, whatever we need to do. So. I wasn't exactly paying attention to when he went into the dressing room because I wasn't going to go in the dressing room and grab the pants. I was like, you know, you need to go in the dressing room, grab the pants, and, and give them to me. So uh, I wasn't necessarily paying attention. I was talking to a coworker of mine, and uh, he he was like, he comes out of the dressing room and throws the pants at me, hits me like pretty much in the face and the shoulder area, whatever. And um, he's like, he's like, go fix my pants, boy. <laughs> And um, I was like, listen, I was like, sir, there was no need for that. You know, I was like, you didn't need to throw the pants at me. And there's also no need to call me boy. I was like, look, um, and he said, just fix them, boy. 
And I said, and I, and I was just like, and, and honestly, I'm astonished at like my control because I was like about 20-ish years old, 21 maybe. And um, honestly, I was just like, I, I, I took a breath and I, and I was like, okay, fine. And, and I just grabbed the pants, went to the back. Thankfully, at the time, I was in the manager um, process, training process. So my assistant manager with me um, was was in the back and he's like, what's up, man? Because he just saw my face and was right. like, this dude. Can read that. He could read it, yeah. He was like, he's like, hey, man, what's up? And I was like, listen, man, you need to go deal with this customer and, and get him fixed up. Um, otherwise, I'm going to like kill him, you know? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, like. It wasn't a question about it. If he had called me boy one more time or anything like that, it would be a physical. It would have been a physical altercation, like it just was. And um, so he goes into the back, takes care of it. Uh, we had a bunch of soda because at the time I was like a caffeine addict. I I quit smoking, so um, otherwise I would have been like fucking chain smoking them. But uh, <laughs> right, trying to calm down. Yeah, but I'm drinking a shit ton of caffeine, and so like we had like Pepsi or Coke or something. I'm just chugging this bottle and you know pacing around. Just trying to calm down, but uh, thankfully uh, my man, my my sister manager came out and he was like, "Yo, man, but um, you know, we got it all taken care of. The dude's gone, whatever." So I was like, "Thankfully, thankfully." By the time I went back out to the floor, he was gone, all dealt with, whatever. But uh, yeah, man, it was just crazy. You know, there was no need for him to call me that. He was there was no need for the disrespect alone. I mean, throwing pants at me, um, and uh, I mean, there couldn't have been any more of like a five, six year. He was like twenty six, maybe, but no more than twenty six. So it wasn't like a huge age difference. And I mean, like, I understand if it's like an older age difference, you know, right. call me boy. I don't necessarily agree with it. Don't get me wrong, but there's not much of a need for it if it's like just a few year difference. But right. uh, absolutely, yeah, it was nuts, man. It was absolutely just uncalled for. And I, I mean, like I said, I don't know if that many other people have a boy story or maybe they have like a certain word that like, mm-hmm. like a trigger word. Yeah, yeah. Trigger word. But yeah, that one was a uh, was a big one. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah. I definitely get that. But uh, yeah, man, it was crazy. Uh, just working in the um, the clothing and uh, customer service is, is crazy industry. Yeah, absolutely. People definitely don't get enough respect that are in that industry. No, it's a little I bit mean, crazy. The service industry, the customer service. I mean, like wherever you're working, where you're dealing with a lot of people, it's just that respect is what. Yeah, it's obvious that you know needs to be given more, and mm-hmm. unfortunately isn't. And that's something that's got to be understood across the board and all all things. Like if you're calling like a customer service for help, with any any company right. at all, you got to remember like these are people on the other line. Right. Uh, and I know I'm guilty of that yelling at telemarketers and stuff. I've but, definitely, but I've it's definitely, definitely had some issues, you know. But it's definitely like a thing that I try to keep in the forefront of my mind because right. I'm in that industry and stuff, and right. I think that. More people should deal with, like with other people with courtesy. Yeah, and respect. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know like I'm guilty of it for sure, but I know I, I, I a lot of people will probably say like I'm a overly understanding a lot of the time to yeah. some people, you know, who aren't giving you that respect, and it's like, you know, they're in this industry, whatever, you know, I, I he's probably just going through like whatever. Yeah. Especially if it's like, especially if it's like a server or you know, like mm-hmm. you know, just whatever. You know, maybe it's like if we're at like a store and like the person who's like, you know, said something, they're like, 
like you know he probably is going through his own stuff yeah whatever. probably having a bad day probably having a bad day you know something like that they're like you should have told him to go look in the back for that product i'm like nah man like if he says it's not if here, he says they don't have it they don't yeah, have they it don't you have know it. like i'm not gonna sit there and make a big deal about them not being out of stock of something you know i'll just order it online order online or whatever you know and if he, and if he said it because he didn't want to go look for it then you know it is what it is yeah you there's know? nothing you can there's do about it you know, i'm not gonna force him to go look for it so it is what it is, but, um, you know, man, I'm really glad you came on here, sat down and talked for a bit, uh, quite a bit, honestly. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having <laughs> and, me. I uh, appreciate it. If anyone listening to this noticed a couple points where it kind of uh, cut through, that's because uh, those are where the breaks are, and if anybody wants to sponsor us, this uh, podcast, you can go ahead and uh, send me your stuff, and uh, I'll go ahead and sponsor it. That'll be awesome. the ad breaks. That's what they yeah. are. Yeah. Awesome. That's what yeah. they are. <laughs> absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you having uh, yeah, me on, no, man. Great conversation. Dude. Uh, Can't wait to have more. Absolutely, man. Always always love to have you come back and talk about some more stuff. Maybe we'll, we'll talk after the Super Bowl and discuss how, cra- <laughs> yeah, how crazy it probably was. Yeah, we got to talk about aliens or something sometime. Dude, Tattoos. We got, we, got a couple, we got a friend who needs to come on here and, uh, and talk about some aliens and stuff. And... Uh, Definitely some tattoos, man. We'll, yeah. you, I said, you know, you got some new ink right now, recently, mm-hmm. yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Shout uh, out to Hot Mess Jess. Follow her on Instagram. Let's go. Shout out. <laughs> Does some great stuff. I've seen your arm, man. Looks mm-hmm. phenomenal. Thanks, you know, man. Appreciate it. I love always adding to, the, adding to it. And uh, hopefully here soon, I'll have some new additions as well. Yeah, I'm excited to see that Kobe mural on your Dude, arm. I'm ready for it. I got R.I.P. Shout out to any L.A. artists that want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know. But uh, hell yeah, man. Thanks for having uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. It's good talking to you. And uh, everyone out there listening, you guys have a great day, night, whatever you want to, whatever time of day it is. All right, peace.